welcome to Exit Through the 2010s, a podcast about the movies of the 2010s. I'm Jack Draper, and with me, uh, just joining us in the middle of the woods, it's Clay Williams. What have you been watching recently? Well, first, I just want to say, I kicked a fucking map in the creek. I don't know why. I got a little angry, and I kicked it into the creek. <laughs> Clay! Um, why? Yeah, I'm sorry, all right? it was. I was frustrated, and all I could think of was kicking a map into a creek because that's all I need. To, uh, like, if I want to release some of my frustration, that's what I got to do. I have to keep kick a map into a creek. Um, I have been watching absolutely jack and shit. Um, that's like I've mostly just been hanging out, like working, and then like coming home and like collapsing and watching. Uh, well, I guess I, I guess I've watched like Doom Patrol. I'm caught with a new season. That's pretty dope. I like Doom Patrol. I mean, that certainly counts. Max. It doesn't have to be in your letterbox to. Yeah. True. No, you're right. I don't know, but it was. It's more of like I haven't been like having like I, I'm not. I haven't been looking for something. I haven't been like gone out and be like, I need to watch this or that. I've just been like, all right, what, what, how am I gonna waste my two or three hours before I go to bed? Um, Doom Patrol. It's good. New season. First three episodes or four episodes are out now. Uh, I did watch the Card Counter. Ah. Um, I nice. doubt it's great. I did watch no, that. I, I, I loved it. Um. My favorite movie of the year so far. Whoa. Um, I, uh, I, our guest hooked me up with a link because I was gonna see it in theaters. And Don't then, incriminate me. Uh, I didn't. Uh, you. Uh, well, you know, I. I. Uh, you could oh, be guys, I'm hearing about a knock at the door. Okay, hang on. Hang on. I, you know, like there's a red dot on my forehead. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but like I, I was. But, you know, I get like I said, I've been working, and so I was like, "All right, I'll go see it in theaters one like this day or that day," and I just never did. And then like the mo- and of course, as it is not like you know, it's a Paul Schrader movie that costs like ten million dollars or whatever. It's like out after the first week, and so I'm just yeah. like, "Oh, I guess I missed it." And I need and I've heard heard through the grapevines that Oscar Isaac, the great Oscar Isaac, says my full name in this film. So yeah, I had to kinda, I had to go out of my way to say it and to see it. It was. <laughs> And it was a transcendent experience, truly. Having and, your name I, said well, listen, by Oscar the, Isaac. the rest of the movie is pretty great too, <laughs> not just that one moment. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> it's um, okay. That, I mean, that's really the peak. And I and I did record it onto my phone, and now it is in all. <laughs> I, and it's probably going to be in all of my social media bios, name dropped by Oscar Isaac. And it is it is kind of funny how it, it is one of those instances. Um, card counter is taken out of the theaters rather quickly. Considering it's from Focus, you know, this isn't, like, Magnolia Pictures. It's, it's, like, a pretty big indie studio. Yeah, but, like, I mean, how much did it make opening weekend? Like, two two bucks? <laughs> I, I guess I didn't focus on the on the on its profit. I just, you know, I'm looking at studio. Well, I mean, I, even Focus will ha- has to be like, oh, this is making no money. Pull it out now. Like, you know, there's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it, any distributor won't be, like, ha- has to pull the pull the plug at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this. I mean, the movie was never going to do well, but especially with like just circumstances and in, in general, it's just yeah. definitely didn't do well. And by the way, you're Clay. But with it's a great. C, it's my favorite not, movie of the year. I love you're it. You're Clay with I, a C. I absolutely. Not Clay I can't stop K, thinking right? about it. Yeah. <laughs> I really can't stop thinking about it. Um, the uh, the card counter has made two million dollars. Yeah, that sounds about weeks. right. I believe that. Oof. I think as for myself. Yeah. Um, I recently caught up with my favorite movie of the year. It's called Annette. Annette is wonderful. It's everything I was expecting, and it's everything I wanted. Adam Driver's my favorite working actor, and 
I loved it. <laughs> I think Isaac might be mine now. Yeah. I don't know. Like this. Listen, movie we just picked two very good actors. I have, I have no complaints. Right. This, is, this is a great start. Um, yeah, we have Kevin. Tudor I also want to mention. I I forgot to mention that the most important news is that Venom. Let there be carnage. <laughs> is a motion picture I watched at mm. ten forty five p.m. on uh, a Thursday night after I did my late shift at work. I drove straight to the movie theater, sat my butt down, and watched uh, the one hundred thirty seven minute runtime of Let There Be Carnage, and I was just boy, was I just happy. And not did you, did you open your arms wide and you said, "Back at the movies." Right, exactly. Yeah, shouted at the it, hour and thirty-seven minutes. I should specify because it, boy, it's like a bullet. It just moves and moves and moves, and it goes it's, straight through your brain, and you lose all consciousness and die. It's the romance of the century. It is, but just like yeah, just so what a motion picture. Yeah, it goes bef- the before trilogy, in the mood for love, Venom. We all uh, know this. Venom, I probably probably at least number one. <laughs> True. At least. Those were unranked. Unranked. Um, all right, that's right. That's right. I love it. I love the updates. I love that it's finally here. I love that the date was pushed forward <laughs> at one point instead of backward. Um, all and it's news. the most successful movie of the pandemic. That's like <laughs> at all audiences yeah. around the world were like, so yes, we want to see Tom Hardy talk to a glop of goo and have a and have a you know a queer coded relationship with it that's what we all want let us have it now and i have a strong feeling that you said that let there be carnage is your favorite movie of 2021 but card counter was your best movie of 2021 i i I might have hinted that but uh, let me just say there's no real quantifiable way to judge let there be of course yes there's no criteria it throws out any rubric you can think of of course i mean like maybe the greatest piece of art in human history. I don't know. I, you you know, start I'm not, making I don't up Oscars for it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to put labels on it. It's just it's a great experience, and you know, I it, it let their and they really did let there be carnage. They mm. they, they let it, and I, I applaud them for it. You ordered a parade going through your theater. I mean, like, I got all I want. Ninety million dollars at the uh, U.S. box office uh, <laughs> open weekend. Venom reigns supreme. Takes number one yet again. God, they really, they're really letting it, Hardy. It, it made a stuff. lot of money in 2018. I, I, I don't think I'm. Yeah, but the, yeah. that's and that's the crazy thing is that like it beat its 2018 opening box office. That is like kind of during a pandemic. I and all jokes aside, that's fucking nuts. America you know, loves generally. Venom. But I don't. We got, but they got it, we got but Venom the, fever. What, the what thing is, it, the first movie didn't Amer- It didn't even do great in America. It did fine. It overseas it killed, but like here, like apparently we're all just like Chang Chi, ah, Black Widow, ah, Fast Nine, ah, get it out of here. <laughs> Venom Two, let there be carnage. Well, oh, howdy oh, do. Oh yeah, well, bring it over here. Boy, howdy, <laughs> they, all right. They have like a fork and knife and a bib, you know, like oh yeah. Please. Let me get yeah. strapped. They they put on a seatbelt, you know. They're, just, <laughs> they're ready. They have a helmet on. Yeah. Um, this is all good. I I love this. Um. I would. Lo- I think we should just start out every episode from now on, uh, like picking apart your favorite scenes from Let There Be Carnage. Should be like, oh guys, you remember oh. when this happened? I oh boy, we. I would love that honestly, and I've been begging people to get me on a podcast to talk about Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, <laughs> and it's just 
has I, and some people have 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 hinted at getting me on but nothing stay and i think that's a loss to society in general for not having me to talk about venom let there be carnage for at least 20 hours you should have jordan and be like hey has the film stage found a guest for for uh, the for the venom pod and just feel like yeah, i'm available you know whenever you need me but i mean i i've tried to get just run it out there, out there i'm speaking it to the existence for i you. told my agent hey <laughs> get me on a venom podcast <laughs> no luck. Do it or you're, were you really aggressive about it do it or you're fired <laughs> no i mean it's either me or you i mean in all honesty my agent is venom so <laughs> it's a bit of Sorry, I mean, like that's uh, unfortunately that's like kind of the relationship. So I try to be nice, you know. Um, perfect. I love this. Kevin Tudor is here with us. Um, I was about to all... say. <laughs> it sounds like Venom should be here instead. <laughs> oh boy. We see like a fourth screen pop up. What is this? We have a surprise guest. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, have you been watching anything good recently? Uh, I've been going or through. Bad. Oh, always both. Um, right, how how my... pretty? How far are you into Hooptuber? Actually, we should want ask that. Uh, about twelve movies. I finished up uh, the Changeling last night. Nice. Um, not the Ben yeah, Affleck just... thriller. I'm, I'm assuming not. <laughs> the Ben Affleck thriller? Which one is yeah, that? Yeah, there's it's called Changeling. Oh, I oh no! I'm thinking, changing, I'm thinking of Changing Lanes. Ah. Oops. Ah, oh, damn it. Changeling, no. paycheck. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm on, I'm on board. <laughs> runner, but yes. runner. Yeah. Swing and a miss. Wow. I completely forgot about that movie, but now it's I, I, in my I, brain. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I don't know why, but I always remember that movie. Runner, runner. But, yeah. <laughs> runner, runner. Um, yeah, I've just been going through that, and it's been pretty fun. Um yeah probably maybe changeling would probably be my favorite i've done so far either that or thesis but it's mm. i'm still pretty early on on that but it's it's been fun regardless do you order them differently each year or is it just alphabetical this is or? the first time i've actually done it oh nice yeah and maybe like for the usually... listeners who don't know can you, you maybe give a little synopsis of what uh what what kind of what you're actually doing with uh Octopus. oh it's a it's a letterbox thing that um a guy named cinema monster has been doing for i think about i think this is the eighth one so he's been doing it for eight years straight where he makes the rules where it has to be like you know choose i think it's about 30 to 34 different movies that you watch within four, 45 days it starts on like september 15th to october 31st and there's just different type of rules every single year where there has to be like seven countries two haunted house movies five different um uh, countries i already said mm-hmm. that countries decades decades is the other one uh person of color lead or director stuff like that and then you just make your own list from those criterias and go from there and um unfortunately this year he put the you have to watch the worst rated sequel of a horror movie you've never seen so i have to watch the the hills have eyes 2 from like 06 so that's gonna be fun that that sounds like a experience that you will have uh is there like a found footage like rule of like five found footage movies or four or five or like that's about as much as i can take at one time but uh i don't think i put any found footage movies on here because okay there, there is a list that I'm going through, and most of them have been uh, bad. But um, right, 
Yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll get to them before the end of the year, but yeah, most of them have been pretty bad. Is That's it, is it, are you already maybe... regretting it, or you're still like, ah, I'm, uh, you know, this is actually, I'm, I'm still digging this. Oh, there's only been like one movie I watched that I outright hated. Everything else has been pretty good so far. A lot of them are movies that I've been... Uh, putting off watching for a really long time so that's, that's yeah. what that's what's really been the best about it is being able to watch movies that i actually have a reason to watch now yeah. or that i don't have to put aside anymore so stuff like changeling and Jesus. oh goodness what else yes yes i've been wanting to watch that for a while and yeah there's just a bunch of bunch of good stuff on there like dead and buried took forever for me to watch i knew i would like it i watched it i liked it so <laughs> it's been fun Mm-hmm. that's good that i need to figure maybe... out what i'm doing for october i have no idea mm-hmm. i don't even know if i'm gonna watch like any like horror films i'm just like i usually have a month of just like whatever horror films i want to watch i'll watch them and they're, yeah oh, that's yeah. how i do it that's how i do it too although i think this year i'm gonna go through all the halloween movies have fun yeah <laughs> yeah it's a lot it's a lot of um stabbing i hear yeah yes yeah Stabbing, um, <laughs> mutilation, shouting, babysitting, babysitting, yes. um, screaming, yeah, screaming. Buster Blood. Rhymes a year. Buster Rhymes, yeah. I yeah. mean, it, yeah. not Fantastic a lot of Buster movie. Rhymes, but yes. a decent amount. <laughs> a good amount. But you know, I like. I think it's good, Kevin, that you're like that. You could be saving the best ones for the last. It's like you get to the 29th, 30th, 31st, and like, okay, I'm working my way up, and this is my reward for sticking through. Um, so much not so great I'm, stuff. I'm probably gonna finish it with The Hills Have Eyes too because I'm a nice. glutton for punishment. Just end it with the worst, and then not want to watch horror movies for a while after that. That's and the, the original is really good, you know. So it's like oh, yes, man. and even the remake's really good. Yeah. The, the Did original... Aja direct both or just the original? No, or, I mean, uh, just, just the remake. Just just the remake. The, remake. Uh, the second okay. one I can't think of off the top of my head who directed it, but. Uh, Wes Craven and his son actually wrote the script for it, which is really strange. Yikes. Hmm. Um, I didn't know that was written by his son. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Is his son still around, like, doing stuff? I think so. Is it, like, the Scott family? Like, all everyone's involved in some asset? Yeah, I guess. I think that's the only thing that Wes Craven worked with his son on, as far as I know. Interesting. Hills of Ice 2, yeah. Written by Wes Craven and Jonathan Craven. Okay. Yep. Yep. But yeah, let's uh, let's turn on the cameras here. Let's let's get into Blair Witch. Um, So excited. Let's go. Let's go back a few years first. All right. Um, Kev, what? When was your first experience with Blair Witch? I'm so excited to hear this. Oh, actually, actually, yeah. Let's rewind first. And I. This is like. You know, I've I've done this like recently, but uh, let's backtrack a little bit more. How did you first get into film? Is is what we How did I first now. get into film? Um, oh boy, howdy! I was thinking about the the other day, like if there was a dumb Twitter thing where it's just like, "What was the first time you remember watching a movie?" And I don't remember that. <laughs> I guess that is what I we're do... starting to sound like a like a silly film Twitter prompt. <laughs> yeah, but this is this will be better. Um. The first memory I have of a movie, I think, is walking outside and my brother went with his friends to go rent Scream 
and he said that I couldn't watch it, even though I really wanted to watch it. And he was like, there's a bunch of killing in How much older is your like, brother? Um, he is 33, I believe. So I, uh, 34, I believe. He's got about five years on me. But, which is weird because he would have been like early teens. He shouldn't have been watching it either. But anyways, the funny thing about that is he was like, he was talking about it like it was a movie. And he was saying that like, yeah, there's a lot of killing in it mm. and whatnot. And I was just like, wait, they, they kill the people in it and he's like yeah because they do but i took it as they ke- like it's a snuff film <laughs> right before i knew right right, right 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 i was like how did how are they allowed to do this for our right. home entertainment how, how is that legal how, don't, yeah. don't the police get involved at that point <laughs> and then you look at david arquette like that's the police that's getting involved <laughs> yeah the greatest and then i'm trying to think like my first movie going the first movie I remember going to see in a theater, I believe, was Beavis and Butthead Do America, <laughs> which is on I brand. Yes, yeah, so I was um, just going to say that. <laughs> and the, you'll never guess, the first movie I was ever obsessed with at the age of five was Anaconda. Of course. <laughs> this, yeah, I wasn't going to guess story, that. The story writes itself. Of course. Yes, it does. I love it. <laughs> so you were, but were you like... Because, like, sometimes, like, with me, it was, like, I was, I liked movies, I loved movies, but I wasn't, like, oh, this is a main passion of mine until later. Or but, Oh, it, but with... it was always been like that, because I was okay. always obsessed with going to Blockbuster and Hastings every weekend, either getting games or getting movies. That was just, that was, like, the prize at the end of the week to go mm. to that, and then over the weekend, just watch a handful of movies. Right. It, yeah, always always been obsessed is hastings another video rental store yes um i think it was just like kind of a southern and midwest Uh, type store they don't exist anymore but that was my that was my favorite place definitely blockbuster Mm -hmm. was like if hastings didn't have it then i guess we go there yeah i know blockbuster is the one that everyone um fondles over but like you have others that are a little smaller like hollywood video i think that's the other we had one. that we had movie gallery um yeah. family video just left here hmm. yeah, it's crazy cool. how like like clay and i are just on the cusp of like hardly remembering them like I, I remember going into them once or twice but never finding like a safe haven with it like i, really I have wish I a had decent memory with blockbuster and hollywood video i remember that like they were kind of close to each other mm-hmm. um and like hollywood video like screwed up like one or two times and so then i just had like then i had this like hard stance i'm like well fuck hollywood video they <laughs> suck because they messed up a thing i don't like them and i'm like blockbuster that's cool and went to blockbuster t- a ton and then like you have like know, blockbuster then, like, merch on off. like you have jerseys and right 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 um yeah i would but uh, yeah blockbuster was always just kind of like what the fuck is this i mean this is dope but like kind of kind of scary in the sense of just like how much there is and it's like it like kind of blows your mind of like oh there's like a ton of movies that exist and like all and like just wa- seeing all those covers and stuff and like feeling like and sometimes feeling like i'm not i don't know if i should be here yeah because this is like a lot and then we go to um, kev and he's like jack black in the holiday like blurting out film scores and like right. trying to trying to impress yeah everybody. just being the most obnoxious person ever <laughs> and, being and jack black in the holiday god I hate that scene so much. Yeah, it's and really for some crazy. reason, 
That movie's reason, charming. That that scene is very cringy. <laughs> yeah, it's fine and all, but yeah, and then Kate Winslet's just like, oh, he's so he's so funny, and I'm like, no, and he's he not. He starts singing the Graduate, and Dustin Hoffman is right there. It's like, oh, this is so bad. This is... <laughs> it's like you're disturbing the visit for everybody. <laughs> God. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely a child of the video store, and especially in middle school, that's when I stopped being scared by horror movies, and it was just pick up four or five a weekend and just run through them. Mm, wow. When was, do you remember the time when you're like, oh, this is nothing and it's just kind of numb to you? With I don't know. I remember it was in sixth grade when I asked my brother because he was huge into horror and all of that. And I was, I would only watch like PG-13 movies or ones that didn't look like they'd be scary. And right. then one day I was just like, I don't, I don't think they they work on me like that anymore can i can i watch texas chainsaw massacre and then yeah that's and then i was like nope it didn't scare me bring it all on let's do it right it's like the try not to wince challenge you know it's like oh oh pretty much i, I would Nothing. fail that in a moment yeah. i'm such a scaredy cat i jump at everything i'm such a scaredy cat yeah. i mean i love horror but i'm like even watching like watching the movie we we're going to talk about i real i just was realized Oh, and like, you know, you watch, like, you see all these letterbox reviews, like, oh man, that's so bad, it's not even scary, and I'm not saying, I'm not arguing with the quality, but I'm just like, I, but I found it scary, because I'm just like, oh my god, oh no, oh no, oh no, don't go in there, just like, I, I always, I'm always jumpy, I always, those reviews I always that you mentioned, those were for Blair Witch Project? No, 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 the, for the, the oh, remake no, we're see, talking I see, about. I see, yes. Oh, so um, it sounds like those reviews take out, were, Take uh, out the correct. project. Take out the no, project. no, I'm just not. Again, they, they're yeah. probably correct, but I'm just saying it's like I even no matter how bad the horror film is, if it has at least like some creepy atmosphere and like and like the very like minimal sense of uh, of filmmaking and like production design, then it doesn't matter how good or bad it is. I'm gonna get scared. Yeah. And I think for me with horror, of course, we've covered some horror, but now like we can get deeper into it now that we're fully into horror month. Um, that I I don't see myself as a scaredy cat but more i'm really easy to scare more than i'm easy to make laugh so it's like i can't i'm not even the best judge if something is scary or not all i know is that same something something really gets my heart pounding um just by the littlest um you know tension and there's there's been a lot of talk this decade about the use of jump scares and the overuse of jump scares I'm, i'm sure that'll be brought up today but it's like yeah oh we will <laughs> and, and even then it's like it's cheap and it's uh pretty lackluster but it's it's i can't deny it still gets me um, it always yeah. works i hate it i hate it i wish I it sucks but it gets that. me yeah because i feel like such a normie when i or like you know to to bring that stupid word in but like i feel like such like a general audience movie goer who sees like maybe 10 movies a year or whatever when I'm this guy who's seen like a shit ton of horror films, I mean, not as much as most people or most people in our group. Like, I feel like I still haven't seen a, like a ton compared to like people I'm friends with, but like still I've seen compared to most people, like a ton of horror films. And I'm still, every time, if there's a good jump scare, it, it works. It never doesn't work. I'm yeah. always, I don't know why, but I, no matter how many like disturbing or like fun horror films, like whether it's a slasher or a deep psychological one, or, you know, supernatural, or a serial killer one. It's like, I always just, if there's a good jump scare, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna fucking jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, let's, let's, let's just get into the, 
just getting well, sense. Um, well, first, let's go back to the year 1999 and ask oh, Kevin, right. when was your first experience with the Blair Witch Project? Y2K. Y2K. Oh, boy. So I was seven. Um, horror movies definitely scared me, no matter what type of horror movie it was, but I was still very much intrigued by them and wanted to like them and wanted them to not scare me. Mm-hmm. And, and then at this time, this you were movie. still, like, dragging your feet over, like, oh, man, my brother wouldn't take me to scream. i got to show my Yeah, brother. even though I would have <laughs> terrorized my parents, and then they would have been pissed at my brother. But anyways, it was like, I want to do what the grown-ups do, you know, even though I would not have been able to sit through that. But, so, this movie comes out, mm-hmm. and I am so intrigued by the fact, I don't, I don't even, I knew that it was fake but it was still i was still intrigued by the found footage aspect of it that i could really get pulled into it more than i could get pulled into a scream or a halloween or anything like that and i remember my brother got a vhs of it and i tried to watch it numerous times at like noon it would be like in 10 20 minute increments and then eventually one day i did watch it and then I was terrified for the rest of my life. Still am terrified of this movie, even though it's my favorite movie. It still scares me so much. And I could probably list on one hand movies that actually scare me, and this one is still at the top. Hmm. I love it. And, you know, it's kind of interesting that it took you all those sittings, and then you kind of you like beat your fear a little bit. Oh, yeah, and then it wasn't probably another, it probably wasn't until, like, late middle school, early high school that I actually rewatched it and was able to, even though I was still scared of it, I was able to, like, recognize that it was just scary and it wasn't something that was going to truly affect me and keep me up at night like it did whenever I watched it when I was seven goddamn years old, but... Yeah. But it was also the time I looked at the VHS cover and I was like, it's rated R for language. It can't be scary. Right. Right. <laughs> I've so, heard curse words. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Right. And it's yeah. really like, and even, and for some reason though, like you'll see nowadays, like during the MPA ratings, when you look at a horror film or whatever, frightening imagery or whatever, like, you know, I have like those, but if it's just language, it's like, well, okay, then how bad could it be? Like you said, and. The funny thing is, like, there's nothing really that visually, like, there's, like, maybe, like, some blood, but that movie isn't, like, a ton, like, there's no real, like, gore or anything. No, no, yeah, there's just some blood and some teeth, and that's it. That's all you see that's actually, quote-unquote, gruesome, but not even gruesome enough to get the MPA rating reason for it. Right. And then, sorry, to go back onto that, so I finally watched that, terrified of it. I don't even like looking at the cover of it because heather's face scares me because that scene in particular is the most that in the tent scene of the shaking tent scene are the scariest things i've ever seen and then a few years go by and then it starts playing on fx a lot and it would be the thing where it was like oh i would change the channel during october and i would land on it and be like how long can i last how long can i oh i can't do it even on even on fx where it's horribly edited all the language commercials too i bet Yeah. yeah yeah But, yeah, and then eventually I, let's see, when was it? It was 2013. So I live in Oklahoma, and there was a horror festival that the Blair Witch Cast was going to be in Georgia, and they had never come back together, 
never done like a in the 2000s we weren't really as gung-ho as let's reunion everything and let's get everybody together to talk about a bunch of stuff other than horror conventions so i knew about this like five days before and i was just like yes i'm driving 15 hours overnight to go meet them and to show them my tattoo and to sign stuff and just tell them how much blah 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 and yeah it's it's it wasn't until a few years ago that I was just like, this has to be my favorite movie because I am obsessed with it. Mm. Right. Like, like by utterly obsessed with it. It took you a few years to realize that it's your all time. But yeah, yeah. It, it, but you're just kind of like, well, what else could it possibly be? Yeah, like for a few years it was shame. But then I was just like, I'm not. I still think that movie's fantastic and it's top three, top four, whatever. But I was just like, I could sit on a Blair Witch forum with a bunch of nerds and just talk about the most minute details about this and that when they say this what do you think that could possibly mean differently um all Which that definitely is not a true story it is but it definitely is not <laughs> no 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 <laughs> yeah but yeah so that's that's my big old Blair Witch story and how much I love the series not the series that movie kind of, you know it's kind of a hard question to answer but what do you think about the original was so provocative to you that got under your skin oh just just like i was saying the found footage element which i had never seen anything like that and most people at the time had not seen anything most people had not seen cannibal holocaust or the last broadcast or anything or anything like that so even the people that like knew it was fake there i've seen interviews and people have talked about like even though i knew it was fake in the theater i forgot that because the acting is so amazing and is so naturalistic that you forget that they're actually acting. They're acting like they're not acting. Right. So it it's very easy, especially when I was young, to watch that movie and forget that it was a movie. Because I was like, there's no way. Because movies don't look like this. Even though not I know there. this is fake, there has to be some element of truth to this or something. Right. And that still works with me today. I think Heather Donahue's performance is one, if not it's my favorite remarkable. performance in a movie. Which is so funny that she won a Razzie for the worst actress. But yes. that's misogyny. But True. And I also think Joshua Leonard and Michael are amazing in it as well. But Heather is just so phenomenal in it. Like, I, I really can't put it into words. Like, there are certain lines that she say that make me tear up. There's stuff mm-hmm. that Michael does in the movie that makes my stomach drop. Like, whenever we're joking about it but when he says that he kicks a map in the creek it makes my stomach drop every time because they're oh, they such are an they're scene. they are that's that's it there, there's an element of that they could get could get out maybe there's something following it who knows but when he says that and everybody else is silent and he starts laughing and that they're, they're they just slowly realize what's going on it you it crushes me every time at him. Yeah. Yeah. like oh, it's so good screaming yeah. like it, it, it's not like i i feel like sometimes people in movies i feel like people don't you know there's this kind of movie scream where it's like it feels a little like it feels like it feels like a little pre-packaged heather has the most like guttural scream yeah right like Like whenever josh was missing yeah yeah, yeah. it is in the back of her throat like been chased around i haven't slept in seven days don't have any she's hungry she's just screaming for somebody who she doesn't know howling it yeah it's rough yeah i feel like there's just yeah and they don't look like real people it was like you know so they don't disturbing. have to yeah 
Mm-hmm. It's like, it, they don't have to be movie stars to be overly glamorized, but still, they just they look like us. I guess. Is, <laughs> I don't know. If oh yeah, there's, there's say, a great there's a great quote from Heather when uh, she was interviewed for GQ whenever Blair Witch 2016 was coming out that she was like, you know, she's had her ups and downs as far as being attached to it because she was the face of it and people thought she was legitimately dead and which is so funny considering like they were all present at the sundance premiere like oh yeah at the sundance premiere on jay leno on the cover (laughs) of magazines everything like that like it it, the 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 lie that it was that it was real did not last long if you were Mm -hmm. able to watch something like even though they say oh the internet wasn't what it was but that website that they concocted to make it seem real almost superseded it where people i was just watching an interview with her today and on youtube was like so where did they find her and i was like oh you mean like acting and the and the person replied like no no how did they find her because they said there was no bodies recovered i was just like you still think this is real (laughs) you have the internet at your disposal which was much better than it was in 99 let me tell you and you still think it's real or there's people that think that them act that those three actors were hired to make a movie about an actual disappearance that they are covering up an actual disappearance it's so nutty but yeah and then it gets into the idea of like a reenactment like did they find the closest possible local actors to look like um michael josh and heather and it's it's just like no way but this is it's weird it's weird but um the funny thing about because i read this book it's called eight days in the woods which is made by like the biggest blair witch super fan it has absolutely everything besides current heather interviews because she didn't want to be involved and it's just it's so wild of all it goes through everything that they were going to do with the movie and whatnot Mm -hmm. and how it could have been another way and they were like oh at the end we were thinking about doing this and i read that and i'm like that would have been the most garbage ending ever (laughs) so it's like there's so many instances in the development of this movie where they just got lightning in a bottle over and over and over and over where they're filming it and they're like yeah this is like the 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 pitch perfect like encapsulation yes yes yeah yeah, because the original movie was supposed to be half real footage and half uh, mockumentary stuff, wow. which was yeah. then they cut that out and then just put that out as Curse of the Blair Witch on the sci-fi channel because they were like, this is too good to just keep going back and forth and ruining the momentum the real footage has. And then they had to edit for a year and a half because they had 25 hours of footage and oh the original cut was like three hours and then it was like two hours and now it's like 81 minutes which that must have been actual hell going through all that footage to try to get something salvageable. Would it be kind and of like an expanded idea of the, of the very beginning when they're going around and interviewing townies? Yeah, what do you I mean? guess that, yeah. I feel like, yeah, like, I, no, I kind of see what you're saying, Jack. It's like that thing, you could imagine a movie where that's much longer, where, like, it's, oh, yeah. like, it's much longer before they get to the woods. Yeah, I think um, it was mostly just footage of them walking around and the directors and everybody has been like oh we need release like the sundance cut which was longer or release like the two two and a half hour version and they were just like what we got is probably the best you need because it's Mm -hmm. a lot of walking and stagnant arguing and you don't really need that but 
Yeah, there's like a few minutes of deleted scenes out there, and that's that's really it. And I believe that Book of Shadows was originally going to be a period piece. Yes, uh, what happened was uh, uh, Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez, the directors, um, after the success of that, they were like, we'll, we'll do a sequel, we'll do a sequel, but we are so Blair Witched out, we want to do a romance movie. And Artisan, a.k.a. Lionsgate, was like, um... No, 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 we're going to ride this wave so y'all can go fuck off and we'll make Blair Witch 2 with the Paradise Lost guy. So, yeah, it was supposed to be a period piece. And even after Blair Witch 2, there would be periodic interviews that I read throughout the 2000s about, oh, yeah, if we were able to do it, it would be a prequel and it would be about the Blair Township and how Ellie Kedworth, the Blair Witch, came to be and all of that, which would never happen and it probably will never happen because... I'm the sure, like, fan... some idea was discussed about the serial killer par. It, right, that's... Yes, which, really, all you need to know is already in The Curse of the Blair Witch. I don't think that would make a very compelling narrative. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that, that that's not going to happen. The fan base for the Blair Witch is not that big. Like, which, when we talk about Blair Witch 2016, we'll talk <laughs> about how Simon Barrett, this year, when he was the writer for Blair Witch 2016, mm-hmm. this year, he was like, yeah, the thing is, we made a movie in secret that uh, was made for, like, 300 people. So, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you made it in secret, and you weren't able to talk to other people or test screen it or anything like that to see if people actually wanted it. So Yeah. Um, I, I'm sorry, don't you mean The Woods? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Which, <laughs> when that happened, we'll get to that, we'll get to that. So, so um, Clay, Jack, what are your... Uh, opinions on the original Blair Witch or yeah, how you yeah. came about it. Thank you for, for segueing. Um, I kind of took a route. It's kind of what we were talking about earlier with organizing October to be a full guide into horror movies you had ne- never seen before. And that was, and Blair Witch was one of mine or Blair Witch project was one of mine in right. 2018. Uh, oh, wow. I had seen, I hadn't seen all the uh, pop culture references. Um, just, you know, just through osmosis, and um, I think I had seen the shot of Heather. Um, I knew like the poster and everything. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't know like what happened step by step exactly, but like right. I didn't know the ending. Um, oh wow, wow! Because I, I just, think I, I knew the ending before I even watched it when I was same. seven. Same. Oh yeah. Like um, it was one of those things where like adults would just be like, "What? What happened? He's just standing in the corner, stuff like that." <laughs> so like I knew, I knew that they going all in. died. I didn't know the corn. I don't know if I knew the corner stuff. I just knew they all died. Right. I just don't. I just don't know if I watched this like in the right. I don't. I'm not a huge believer in this, but instant. But in this instance, I think I am a believer that I didn't see this in the right in the right setting in the right mood. I don't oh think, sure. I think I just like saw this like pretty late at night, um, like just alone, like like on a computer, and it's like I feel like this is one of those um, those times where it's best experience with a group and especially with a group of people who had never seen it before. Um, Which is I, weird. I, I, besides seeing like, it again, like I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think it's, it's pretty marvelous now, right? 21 yeah. years later. Um, yeah, but it's, it's such a relic of its time. And it's, it's still, I think if you want to say the word dated, which I don't like that word, but I, I think it's still, it still is pretty great and it's it's a pioneering uh piece of like film history at this point oh yeah actually even my mom and dad went on 
to to see it on a date and Mm -hmm. my dad was like kind of all hyped about it and and like didn't really know if it was real or not and took my mom um and that's when my mom was like i don't like horror movies (laughs) and like the way these make me feel i didn't i didn't enjoy the process of of not knowing anything do not do this again and blair witch projects was the moment that they never watched another horror movie again (laughs) yeah i would have loved to have seen it in theaters because i feel like if they did like a if they did like a well the 20th already happened if they did like a 25th anniversary like put it in a few cinemark theaters or whatever it wouldn't be the same because a lot of people would be watching it and being frustrated because they're watching it from today's point of view and blah blah blah. but a post cloverfield post paranormal activity world god totally totally different i love cloverfield so much um (laughs) But yeah, it would it would be like that, and also it's like what now is imagine the being last... at the Sundance premiere though, like that is a total god rush. I would have loved that. Would have loved that. Um, um, but yeah, and and I saw um, I sh- just to wrap up. I, I saw Book of Shadows and Adam Wingard's reboot recently, and um, interesting, interesting works, interesting you know ideas. Uh, I, I you you love to see ambitious failures more than boring failures right that's kind of our 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 stance and um oh yeah it's, it's something that just can't it's something that can't so be watchable. followed up in my eyes it's you just can't have a sequel you can, i guess you can yeah. say like no movie can have a sequel so i guess like what is that argument but this is like the antithesis of you can't have a sequel well you brought up the word dated earlier and i think that this film that blair witch project is perfectly dated meaning that it is of an era and i don't and like kevin alluded to it's i i've met a lot of people who've had trouble experience experiencing it now like it like it might be like it's almost too like people are almost too modern to truly appreciate what it's going for or have too much like modern sensibilities in the sense of like their horror diet and the like whole fucking um you know honest honest trailers uh cinema sins mindset mm-hmm, of right. plot holes and shit um, which is like funny that because you wouldn't do that and all that garbage which is funny because in 99 it was also like that because the audiences 99 have never seen anything like it so but there was also a massive backlash after the movie came out because it wasn't real so they were disappointed that these people were not dead kind of felt manipulated as an audience so they felt like they were duped and then they also were just like wait all this hype and you don't even see anything fuck this i'm gonna go see the sixth sense and which happened (laughs) right you know the conspiracy theory is that um people wanted to see the blair witch project but it was all sold out so they went to see the sixth sense and that's how the sixth sense became so big that's so that's funny. a conspiracy. That's a conspiracy theory, but I kind of, I can, I can kind of see that. I, I can see how that would have helped the Sixth Sense. I don't think it's like the main. I feel like that's like a good chunk, maybe a good chunk of their month of the money that Sixth Sense made, I'd, but not like a like all of it. I also, I also do think as the people saw Blair Witch Project, they were ready for a horror movie, and they were like, "I don't like that. That was not scary. I want to see an actual scary horror movie." And then they saw Sixth Sense, and they were just like, "This is what I wanted." Right. So. <laughs> Which I find the Blair Witch Project way more scary than the Sixth Sense. Way more. Yeah, like, the Sixth Sense is like a drama to me. Like, yeah, I don't exactly. See it's I scary don't at think all. of it as a horror film in my like when I think of horror films. Um, but like, no, like yeah, the Blair Witch Project. It's so like it had to come out at that time and it had to come out in that way. 
at that moment like it's just a part it's just like it's like we like we've said earlier it's lightning in a bottle like there's just no other like in the sequels and the books and all the other shit that come after it just don't compare and uh, honestly found footage movies in general i don't think can truly compare like we've talked about found footage on this podcast quite a bit yeah probably mm-hmm. do some more later we had the found footage at expert uh, Mer- um, on here for uh, as above so below um, which I which I think is I think it's fine to good I which like is rare yeah. yeah it's very it's like a roller coaster ride I have a lot of fun watching it yeah um, we had you know Michael Snydell for um, the unfriended movies which are a new kind of subgenre which I guess is of, that is that like is that found footage would we say is, I or is think that, it's, a, it's, it's a new aren't they calling capture. it a desk a screen horror isn't that what it's a called screen yeah. life or whatever but screen, like it's right, yeah. I think it's like a it's an expansion of it it's a branch well, did yeah. anyone ask, or why are you still filming? I think that's what makes found footage found footage. Right. <laughs> but it, it, it follows the same thing where it's like it's a screen recording, and by the end of it, almost everybody's right. going to be dead, just like a found footage movie, which I don't understand the critique that people always have with found footage. I've never asked myself this through any found footage movie of why they're still recording. You know why they're right, still recording? Because right. there would be no fucking movie if they stopped right, recording. Right, exactly. Okay? It's one of those things. Which the Blair Witch Project has a brilliant answer to that numerous times where josh is telling heather you know i like why you like the camera so much because it's uh not quite reality it's like you Mm -hmm. can envision things are not quite the way they are so it's like she can film stuff and be one step behind herself because she does not have to be actually scared because to her it's just a movie and then i look and i think that line would be really corny in any other movie but here it works so well they're all just oh, yeah. like pretentious dumb nerds that they're oh, yeah. way over their head and uh, yeah but then also yeah. then josh blows up on her and it's just like she's not trying to help us get out she's still making movies and she shrieks at him it's all i fucking have left right. and every time i hear that it's her scream of that makes me cry every single time it is so depressing and heart-wrenching just like these people are going off to die, and we're watching the very, very last minuscule amount of energy that they have firing off on all cylinders. And they're yeah. kids. They're like yeah. fucking like I mean like they're I mean yeah, they're, they're not they're like like, like our age ten year olds, but like they're like young fucking like almost like twenty year olds like they're they're college film students, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So oh. yeah, and it's like it, it, they're going to they're going to die. But it's like the slow realization that they're going to die. It's like they don't they're not setting out on that path. Right, um, and also, I feel like there's also... This would be my last thing to say about the Blair Witch Project, because I swear I could go on and on and, we, on, and I on, wish, on and on I wish we were on podcast like it's 1999, because then we can... I know, I wish we were talking yeah, about a yeah. good movie today. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's so amazing just how much she embodies, like, the film director that once shit starts to go bad, she's thinking of it as how good of a movie it'll make before right. her own safety... Right. And it's just like that is the worst and best type of director where at the at the luxury or not the luxury of her co-stars, she is filming and not wanting to get out and hoping they don't get out so that she can be left behind. She already knows she's going to die. She was like, I hope that I can leave behind something that lives after me which may be two galaxy brains and I maybe just have thought about this movie for too fucking long and I have to think of new ways to think about it, but it makes it extra tragic. Well, I, I, I think, think that, I think it's I mean, a idea is just coming at it like a, like a novel a little bit. It right. comes, 
it's just like right. a perfect campfire story that it doesn't it doesn't uh make it doesn't allude to things that aren't there because uh the filmmakers got lazy it's it's just this is a book this is a this is a story that you blow the dust off of and say yeah because the um the fact that michael josh and heather became a bit of like a legend you can almost say they became a myth mm-hmm. in in Burkittsville. which um, is funny the film directors actually did mistakenly because or mistakenly not show anything because um <laughs> they were supposed to show something the scene where the they play the tape recording of the kids laughing outside their tent which is the scariest thing ever and they run out and heather's looks off screen to the left and is screaming what the fuck is that it was supposed to be a a guy in all white running by them but they just didn't get it on camera so Mm. it's like it's so many things involved this movie from the release to the people when she says it that's like actually heather like seeing off screen yes for the first time like yes like she's probably not acting because that would be terrifying (laughs) but yeah that's just another thing where it's like oh we didn't catch that on screen good but that's also another lightning in a bottle moment during this movie from how they got it when it was released, how it became perceived. If it would have came out two years later, it would have been too late two years before it would have gone under the radar. It's just so many things that also they might not be able to take credit for because it was a lot of right place, right time and just happen happenstance. A lot of things. I, yeah. And I wouldn't even like just to wrap up on, on one more point. I would never bat an eye if my friends kept filming. I just like it's so normal. I think, granted, that's twenty twenty one eyes in a sense, but still, it's like I don't know. It's it's so normalized now. Um, yeah, I that's that whole idea of like if two years two years before no two years after absolutely not like that's why like when you said you guys uh, told me about the idea of a prequel i'm like that sounds like bad like i don't want that that like a prequel or i mean the idea of a sequel or any other continuation of continuing material i mean i guess the books sound kind of interesting of like the legend of the you know the witch and all that right and the three the three pc games that they released a year after yeah 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 those sound bad but like the yeah. i don't know like the books i can kind of be like oh it's like the legend of birkinsville like it's a completely like ancillary like accessory to non-canon but kind of canon yeah yeah like it's one of those things where like like jack said it's like it kind of captures the heart of like you're like brushing you know like you know you, you blow the dust off an old book that tells the legend of your town that you're in or whatever um i mean the whole that whole movie is like when you watch it you're like any kind of sequel to this would be like just fundamentally foundationally flawed in the sense of you just it's such of a moment that there's like the charms of it why it works the why it's engrossing and why you're affected by it are almost i mean yes it has to do with craft of course because it's a well-made movie but it's also just like it's so dependent on the time and on uh, of the like the kind of technology they're using of the kind of uh, vernacular they use and like there's like a whole method methodology of like camping and it's like it has to be modern but not too modern like it's all of that stuff um yeah so i mean i watched so just like my experience with uh, blair witch project and the uh remake um and then we'll get you uh, then we'll ask you kevin your experience with the remake but i watched it in preparation for this i've always been meaning to watch the blair witch project 
Um, it's just a film that it's just always been on my um, on my watch list that I haven't I just haven't ticked off. And it's also one of those things you just hear other people like, oh, that movie's so overhyped, or that movie's bad. There's nothing happens in it, mm. or it's like those characters are so stupid, and all of that kind it's, of stuff. Where I'm just it's like, it's such in the culture you feel like you've already seen it, right? Yeah, like yeah. I've like my my exposure of like you know like watch Mojo clips of like most disturbing <laughs> ending or whatever, and of that like scene of her with like the camera, like her making her confession and saying sorry. I've seen that scene before like at least mm. three or four times. Mm-hmm. um i caused this like, like that's just gutting yeah. right it's it, and so it's it, so I've, like you said it's like through osmosis and through also just like watching any other found footage movie ever you feel like you've already seen it because it's so foundational to the genre oh yeah um, in which you go 10 years later because paranormal activity is 2009 and i just rewatched that movie it takes every story beat from blair witch project <laughs> almost down to a t Right. And most most found footage movies I've seen, which are almost all bad, but I still love them, um, it it just straight takes from Blair Witch Project, and like it's 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 just a flawless execution that you can't really mess with. I mean, now what it's if the there same was thing. one, but like with a drone in it? No, that is okay. true. Yeah. See, That'd what if there were thinking, you're thinking of, you're, Bluetooth you're, you're, cameras? You're, you're, yeah. You're on it. Yeah. Um, I. So it, I, it's one of those things where you, you know, I watch it and I'm just like, okay, what what's gonna be the final like what what's the final act of this story of me and the Blair Witch? Am I gonna like it or am I not gonna like it? Like, am I gonna think this is dumb? Am I gonna think this is the greatest movie of all time? Like, I don't know. I watch it. And I'm just like, oh, this is just so perfect in basically like what it is. It's mm. one of those things where it feels so. What it's trying I, to accomplish I, is like sun do is sun, oh my god it's done so well that you just really? have to congratulate it to the end. It's just like a perfect object yeah. in the sense of like what all of its intentions, all of its all the context surrounding it, all of that like you know the craft and texture and details of the whole thing. Like when you guys talked about or when you mentioned the whole like white like a, a guy in all white running off camera and her saying what the mm-hmm. hell was that. When that happened in the movie, I was like, what the fuck did I just miss? I rewinded it. And I'm like, what? And I'm just like looking at every single like piece of the screen. It kind of puts you like, in Heather's shoes a little bit. Yeah. And that whole, and, and, and that's like the perfect, again, encapsulation of like what that movie is. It's just looking, it's, you know, looking for that once, just a slimmer of a detail to have it mm-hmm. all click and be like, okay, this is what this movie is. It's, but it's, and also just, I don't know, I love it's the grain, it's the black and white that it transitions to when it's using the other um, camera. It's the light, it's the darkness, it's like the base, it's the sound design, all of it. It's like how all of like the biggest scares are just these like the most quietest of branches snapping and the most quiet like yell, like screams and whispers. Like those mm-hmm. are the biggest scares of that movie, I feel like. And right. I mean, also that house, which is like that, which is yeah. so terrifying. That house will. And fuck you know, me up. it has such a great sense of place too. Like Burkittsville is so well realized. Right. But at the same time, this could be any set of woods. Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. Living, I, I yeah. know Maryland a decent amount. I grew up in Northern Virginia. I'm, I'm in that area. I've like, I don't. I haven't been to like all of the like. Maryland is like a bigger state than I think people realize. Just be, I mean, not even just in the size, but just of like how many different 
kind of places there are. Because, like, once you get out of Baltimore, it's a crapshoot if you're going into, like, an insanely rural area or, like, a suburb. Um, mm. And same thing with, like, Southern Virginia and stuff. Um, but, like, and I Burkittsville been... is also, like, a really, really tiny place. Like, I think, mm. like, the the uh, grocery store that they're out of that they interview the older man and the guy in the hat who talks about Rustin Parr and sets up the ending, like, that's, like, the only grocery store in Burkittsville. Like, it's a oh, wow. tiny place. Wow. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's a lot of those cities, like, those cities in Maryland, I feel like. I mean, I just... I think, yeah, it's like, I'm guilty of this too. The moment you think of a state, you're like, well, what's like the big city? You know, what's the Chicago? What's the Indianapolis? What's the thing? And then you just kind of forget that there's like, I mean, the rest of the entire state is just like, I mean, some stuff, there are some interesting places, but mostly it's just like rural out of like absolutely mm-hmm. nowhere places. Like just like right. random, yeah. like no one lives here. Um, You know what Burkittsville kind of reminds me of though? Like in just all the characters that inhabits it, it's a movie that Kevin and I both like. It's called American Movie. <laughs> you know, oh, American Movie is fantastic. Yeah, and it don't you get that fantastic. vibe though? Like, like they just look all like real people, and they're just living everyday lives. But it doesn't make a big deal of that. It just oh yeah, just Heather, Heather, Josh, yeah. and Mike definitely went to school with Mark, and he was trying to get them to <laughs> film exactly. Coven with them. Yeah, American Movie's fantastic is coven Coven still in production by the way is that still being made i think like he released it (laughs) and it's like 40 minutes long or something like that but god what a genius that man is he like he like makes youtube videos with his daughter it's really great you know something we don't yes um do we do we even want to oh sorry go ahead oh yeah no just just to like kind of wrap it up it's like so I, I I just like you know finish watching and like yeah no that's like I, I I honestly just like looking at some kind of like you get it right at that point yeah like, like at, looking it. at some of my friends who like w- like would trash on I'm just like I, like what the fuck did you really want like <laughs> I don't know like it's like it, it feels like like it, uh, you know modern cinema and modern horror has trained audiences to expect like what we eventually got which is this reboot or this uh, or mm. this sequel. Uh, mm-hmm. The Adam Wingard one. All of the jump scares, glossy filmmaking, um, you know, like clear picture, like like all of these, like you know, loose connection to the original still. So visual have, gags, like, you know. all of these, mm-hmm. like weird, like these obviously like in camera scares, and mm-hmm. all, like, taking out all of the actual like intrigue and tension and just throwing it in your face and loud sound design that doesn't like that just like just like a cacophony none of the sparse that made it great yeah exactly and i think and and i really i kind of want to talk i mean like there's some friends that i like i'm still friends with now who i'm just like i kind of want to talk to them be like you should really give it another shot and just actually try to like take yourself out of the idea it's gonna like you need to understand what it's kind of going for and i know that's like Mm -hmm. that's always the dumb thing to say it's like you don't get it man you know, you don't really, and but I truly think people just don't. I, I think their eyes and their, you know, their their media diet has like trained them to totally not see this movie as it's like, um, it, they they it's almost impossible for them to get on the wavelength, and yeah. I think that's kind of a shame because I think there's some really interesting stuff that movie does, and I think it's also like again foundational to this entire genre, that it's like if you don't like it, then I don't then if you don't like the Blair Witch Project, I don't see how you can like any other found footage film. 
I do think it, it came from probably the, yeah. the idea of, of maybe the backlash still. And yeah. like I was being lied to, like I expected this to be a true story and yet it, it was completely fictitious. And, and also the idea, um, going back to something that inspired a whole other subgenre or, or, uh, mm-hmm. or, um, maybe some tick in, in a movie that nowadays that we see all the time, like, right. It, and we, and we go back to that original spot and it's just like, Oh, what is this? But, um, it's like watching a classic that you see referenced so many times. Um, it can feel sometimes underwhelming. Just like, oh, yeah, I've already yeah, know, I already know this entire. It's thing. like that. That idea is just so silly. I wish it wasn't so prevalent. Like that was me when I first saw. Like when I first saw John Carpenter's Halloween. That was like the very first time I saw. I'm like, oh, I just know this movie. Like I get it. Like it, yeah, yeah. Because you've seen all of it, and of course, as I've gotten older and I like rewatched it and like also become more of a Carpenter fan, I'm like, oh no, but I mean, this is still like a masterpiece. Like, and that was your favorite director. Like, yeah, so it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. And so it's yeah. it's one of those things that it, I I understand that point of view, but the idea that people like again, I, I just hate this like superiority or superiority complex when it comes to like how people think themselves versus the movies of like ah like I get it, I know what it's doing. It's so like. Or like, man, that's so dumb. Like, I'm so much better than that movie. I think it's that's just one of the more frustrating things. Just like, I I understand like, you watch a dumb movie or a stupid movie or a bad movie, and you're just kind of like, well, that's like, I'm obviously that's like not good enough. Like that's I, right. I, I'm, but when you're watching something that at least is trying to do things and has like some like it has a point of view, a perspective, and is taking chances and is doing things that other movies don't. But I feel like you need to at least respect it a little bit or come from that or come from a perspective of like, I'm going to give it this like initial respect as I'm watching it because it is done. It's doing some it's doing things that I've never seen done before or it's doing things that have created an entire subgenre. So I need to come at it from a different angle to really see what it's going for and see and also like take in the context of what's surrounding it. I feel like Mm -hmm. when it's a movie like that's this like zeitgeisty and is this foundational to like modern horror in general not even just found footage it's just horror that i feel like you have to at least come from it at an angle that's not just let me just watch this stupid horror film like come right. at you have to come at it from like a, not like an educated side or like an academic side but more of just like a let me really appreciate what kind of cultural object this is and let me see what i can get from it as a viewer and um, since it was a pioneer at the time there's got to be there's got to be some kind of brilliance to it. Like you have to, and it's and for in this instance, it's not that hard to dig around for the brilliance, um, right? Even if it was recognized or divisive at the time, it's like it's there for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Right. Um, yeah. So let's but let I and of course I watched the remake or I watched I keep saying the remake because it's it's yeah yeah because it's like, like a loose sequel or yeah yeah it's a like I, I think they they call it legacy sequel at one point but it's like it's, 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 it's pretty sweaty it's yeah. just very much like it's a shot for shot kind of thing but like mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. shot for shot but like a lot of it it feels step by step mm-hmm. um, oh it's the same beat, it's yeah. it's the same thing it, yeah it's like the you know it's the pan from the office meme it's the same picture you know but it's me like, and yeah. jack watched the adam wingard blair witch for the first time in preparation for this podcast. oh well should we open the book of shadows first before we get into this uh, I, we're gonna i mean the... we're gonna close it really fast afterwards but yeah. <laughs> right it's exactly it's, there, yeah. i don't know if there's i mean i haven't seen book of shadows but i kind of just want to get i mean we can we've already kind of somewhat talked about it but like i definitely want to get yeah, into... maybe just like maybe we just give the brief uh story that's pretty famous at this point 
yeah. about it. Okay, and then after that, Kevin, let's, yeah, we'll let's get we'll get into yeah, just we'll get into just Blair Witch. Blair Witch. Drop yes. the project. Go, go, yeah. Open the book. It's cleaner. Book. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'll open it. Um, <laughs> Joe Berenger, a popular documentarian, uh, decided to do the sequel to this, and um, it was. Uh, let's see. Well, the first was it Blair still Witch artisan project, that whole that. It yes, it wasn't until Lionsgate didn't buy Ordison until like '03, I believe. But it this was uh, constructed pretty much ex- immediately after the Blair Witch Project, after. which which came out I think the last week of July in '99, and then mm-hmm. Book of Shadows came out like the middle of October 2000. So really fast turnaround. Um, so they pretty much took this movie that Joe Berenger made, which was supposed to be about it's about um it's very meta it's about people that are obsessed with the Blair Witch Project as a movie they don't think it's real some people still think it's real they go out into the woods stuff happens or did they get possessed by the witch who knows they kill a bunch of people at the end um it it does nothing for the lore it doesn't do anything to to do anything as a sequel or anything like that which I think really was the best way to go about it was not just oh, to totally. redo the first one. So I get it, and I understand that there's a lot going for it. It just didn't all align, whether it was Behringer's, um idea for it, or maybe they were just so crunched for time, or it just didn't come I across. I think it was a mixture there was, of those, those things. Right, and then there was studio interference, and then they took it and tried to make it into a really, really... A conventional horror movie at the time trying not to make it into a Blair Witch movie where there's all these random shots of gore and there's Marilyn Manson on the soundtrack and etc cetera, etc cetera. so it doesn't really work I think it's bad but I also love it because it's just <laughs> so out there and it tr- it tries to do so many things and it just fails at every single turn it's all it's it's masterful honestly and then after that joe berenger never made a feature film again for like 15 years so yeah yeah, he has nothing good to say about that experience and the 2016 version doesn't acknowledge book of shadows it does kind of like a how halloween is not acknowledging any of the sequels blah 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 which there's nothing really to bring up about that as far as to bring it into the lore so there's really no reason for them to talk about the events of book of shadows in the 2016 version even if they wanted to um i saw a fan recut of it about last week that pretty much took the notes that joe berenger said that he wanted in the movie but wasn't allowed to or the movie got taken away from him before he could do it and they did those things and it makes it a better movie but not as enjoyable it's very weird so i think either way it 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 was a lost cause they they were rushing they saw that the blair witch was starting to take a turn for people not really wanting anything to do with it so they wanted to squeeze out as much as possible and then after that they didn't touch it for 16 years so and i do think um this is like the opposite of the first one where they were at the wrong place in the wrong time for for every aspect of the filmmaking journey that Absolutely. even even the actors weren't even sure about what they were supposed to be doing. You can see a little mm-hmm. bit of the confusion of the, in their performances. Um, mm-hmm. and, it's, it's, and it's like, it's, we got to remember that it's not um, too far after Scream and the process of the Scream sequels were getting made. And it's like, they're getting very meta at that point. So it's like, oh, let's take some of what Kevin Williamson is doing there. And 
right like implement it yeah yeah this is a year before screen three comes out and people are just like we're done we're done no more meta i don't want you to be like hey it's a movie but we know it's a movie like we're done with that we're already down, down done with i think footage. Um, scary movies so, are starting to take off at that point too right think, scary yeah. scary movies next year so it's it's fun to make fun of the mainstream of fish mainstreamification of the horror movies at the time that people are making fun of but they're still going out to see right right so it's like who's laughing at who at the at this moment right if if like popular mainstreamy uh horror is still making a lot of money yet we know it's ridiculous then who like what is this loop we have ourselves in with audiences Book of shadows and, and scary movie came out the same year the first yep. scary movie yep mm-hmm. nice yeah but yeah, this is also a time where um, it's it's funny because like the big '90s horror movies, which we uh, are regarded as some of the best and are upheld, and people think are influential, they influenced a lot of bad things. Like right. Scream, Scream influenced a bunch of horror movies like that, but they were serious, and like I know what you did last summer, and all the movies with a bunch of bunch of teens and it's very 90s and early 2000s and so they pretty much took a movie that was like these type of movies suck and the industry was like wait you want movies like this and right they they it got lost in the process same thing with blair witch i think um, butterfly effect you could also say is, is in there too wow yeah i haven't thought about that in a while um <laughs> same thing with the blair witch it it caused a bunch of knockoffs and bad movies besides like something great which i think cloverfield is great paranormal activity is not that good it's, a, but it's an interesting it was a huge like, also, yes lightning in a bottle yes like, like that's another lightning in a bottle example that paranormal like, activity you can even make the argument i've heard this argument it's even more influential than blair witch that it kind of 1000 um, percent because after it that it the really, baton of what blair witch had and it's just yeah because yeah, after that you got project x you got 18 and under you've got it, right, and then like creator and filmmakers start realizing oh we don't have to be a horror to be found footage Right, I mean, you get Chronicle, all that. Culturally, para- paranormal is more influential, but like craft-wise, I think right. Blair Witch is still up there. Right, mm-hmm. and then Paranormal Activity also has like six sequels, and it's being yeah. rebooted this year. Like, people still like it was the fun. It was the weird thing because when I was young, nobody was watching Blair Witch Project because we were fucking in elementary school. But <laughs> by the time Cloverfield comes out, which is the next big found footage movie, we're in like high school. And people are the everybody that I talked about in school was like, "Oh, that was terrible. You never got to see anything." And then it just ended. So they mm-hmm. had that type of found footage, which is a critique of like any found footage movie. Right. And then Paranormal Activity comes out the next year, and like everybody in my high school thought it was phenomenal. And it was just so weird that they just changed a little bit and just made it a little bit like more suited for people. It yes, yeah, right. And it made it just more scarier that you don't see anything, which you really don't but for some reason it works in that and for cloverfield it doesn't work cloverfield is like you never see the monster and that it's like they use the jaws effects yeah and it works so good because that monster is terrifying cloverfield so great and clay brings up the idea of cinemasins and honest trailers kind of uh improperly deconstructing every every little minute minute detail one of the worst things that's ever happened to (laughs) film is honest trailers and cinema since the people that watch that not as a joke and they take that as like oh this is what critiquing movies are and it's like no that's film criticism it it taught a generation how to um 
watch how movies to, badly. How to uh, critique film, and, it, and it's like, what? Yeah, it's just you, like, it's like plot holes become the the most significant. I hate that word so sin. much. Plot holes. So I know. much. I hate so it too, much. But it's like that was like that's so like if you. No, the, you should have just said trigger warning before that's saying the, that. Like, that's the worst thing a movie can have is a lapse in logic. Like that was that, that's what be, I mean in like in like culturally I mean like in like pop culture like anyone that any movie that you're like oh that doesn't make any sense well okay that's like three stars minus or whatever like you know you take off three mm-hmm. stars from that rating because it doesn't take make off your heart total from their box like three, right exactly three stars no heart yeah like instead of it being visually garbage or bad or like poorly like you know or, or like poorly constructed in a sense of like writing or any other kind of craft it's just oh plot hole fuck bad it's a bad movie mm-hmm. all right is the is the book closed are we done I think we can the close book? the book i think we can close the book yeah, we can burn it. Do know. we want to talk about National <laughs> Treasure you... Book of Sh- Book of Shadows or? Uh... I think it's Book of Secrets. Oh, it's Book of my Secrets. Bad. Different book that we're opening. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm just trying to like I'm just trying to run through that movie that I saw too late. <laughs> uh, like, I'm just, Jeffrey I'm just Donovan trying to Jeffrey Donovan. Yes, that would be very funny if he made it. Burn notice himself. Adam Wingard's burn movie. Notice. That, yes. that, um, if yeah, he just I, showed up in the house at the end, that would rule. That would oh, rad. that would like, that, was, that would that make was me secret. and only me happy. No, it would make me. <laughs> they happy made this well. movie like for one movie. Yeah, I mean, they made this movie for, for one person in that instance. Yeah, it was me um, and maybe it would Joe Barringer. It would be even better if like the secret wasn't that it was called Blair Witch, but that Jeffrey Donovan was in it. That would be <laughs> like that right. was the big Comic Con reveal, you know. <laughs> I would love um, that. Apparently. Um, if you watch, there was a, it was called Curse, or not Curse of the Better Witch. I forget what the quasi-mockumentary that they made for Blair Witch 2. Like, because you, Book of Shadows makes no sense. As a title, it makes no sense. There's no book, there's nothing. And apparently, if you like, there was like a, there was like a lore for the second movie where like, Shadow Jeffrey of the Donovan. Witch. Yes, that's it. Um, or There was the lore that the main character, Jeffrey Donovan, was like making a, he, he was like wrote a script called the book of shadows which he was influenced by the blair witch for that and i was just like so you named the whole fucking movie that because it was in a piece of lore that nobody watched because nobody wanted the sequel so it's yeah. really funny and in the true crime funny, documentary it... we delve into the murder spree that was the inspiration for joe uh joe uh, berlinger's book of shadows blair witch 2 yeah fascinating fascinating um yes <laughs> riveting but no like you say the movie's convoluted, and it certainly is, but the movie is so uninspired and and just lazy with itself that I'm never like. I, I, there's clearly a mystery to solve here. I need to like really focus I, in on. I this. was I was watching the recut of it, and I had to like read the Wikipedia once more again because I was just like I forget every single time what is happening because it makes yeah. no sense. Like it's it keeps going back. Strange. Are they possessed? Are they not possessed? Do they know that they're being like? It keeps going back and forth to who, what you're supposed to believe in it. It doesn't do it in a way where you're just like, oh man, I have no idea what's going on. I'm on the edge of my seat. It's like, no, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing with any of this. And then it ends, and you're just like, oh, okay, all right. I guess I. I mean, <laughs> like, why, I get it. Why are the authorities no. involved at this point? But you know, right. And and that opening like ten minutes, like that's pretty rad. It's like I wish it had more of that momentum. Um, usually I don't really like, single out um, sequences, but yeah, it's like this was that was the best. 
Yeah. The book is closed. Now it's 2016. Please. Yes. We fast forward uh, 13 years, right? That was 03. 16. Yeah. Oh, right. It was 2000. Oh, I I had Scary Movie in my head, but. Yes. Okay. Well, Scary Movie also came out 2000. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. What was the first? So So you go into Blair Witch. Let's. Right. So I, a year before it came out, I remember seeing an article that was like, it was like, oh, a source tells us and blah, 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 that they're working on a new Blair Witch movie. And I was like, "Uh uh-huh. I've heard that for 15 years. (laughs) Been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. And then Adam Wingard and and Simon Barrett, who around this time I really did like, because they did your next and the guest. And 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 yes, which I did like at the time, but. Yeah. yeah, I was just like, "Oh, they're making a new movie, and it's called The Woods." That sounds great, because I like pretty much everything they've made. That sounds awesome. And then at the Comic Con when they revealed the Blair Witch movie, and then like, um, I think I screamed for like I don't know, like five minutes straight or something. <laughs> but yeah, and it was like, "Oh, and it comes out in two months," and I was just like, "What? You you can do that?" Right. And I was just like, "Oh wait, I I think only I'm excited, but whatever. It doesn't matter. This <laughs> sounds great, and it's gonna be great." And then right. you're like calling everybody in your contacts, like no Blair Witch. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I was the same when, Pop whenever the, tra- yeah. yeah, I was the same whenever the trailer for Anaconda's the hunt for the blood orchid came out, but that's another story. <laughs> um, so yeah, what actually did happen was I was able to see it at like a preview screening and I loved it. I loved it coming out. Um, it legitimately, legitimately scared me. And then I saw it a few days later because I was just like, well, maybe it's just the hype of it, whatever. And then I saw it again and I was just like, nope, still works. It's still great. And then I watched it a year later and I was like, this movie's bad. Right. <laughs> I was like, the hype has died down and this movie is unnecessary and bad. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that that's pretty much been my course of that as far as, far as my ups and downs of how I've perceived it. And I have plenty to say about it believe me but yeah that's 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 how it came into my life and then quickly i tried to forget it even though i just watched it like three times in the past week but and now when you see it a year later was like i need to affirm with myself a third time that this really is working kind of but also it was just like oh i haven't seen it in a while Mm. because i was like well i haven't seen it since the theaters so i want to watch it again and i was just like oh oh no I really overhyped this, didn't I? Uh, it, what was I, your I, reaction I t- to the critical reaction? I was just going like that, yeah. The critics. Uh, like, I mean, like, I understood caps. it. I mean, as a as a horror fan that I am, which I'm, I'm cringing saying that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm used to movies like not getting praise and whatnot of, of horror movies that I like and whatnot, and, and it's completely understandable, so it's like, it's been it's been like that forever so i was just like oh they don't get it and nobody went to go see it and okay well you just kind of brushed it off like a same you know like been here done that like this is totally like Mm -hmm. the same of any other major horror release that you know gets any kind of recognition right yeah i was i was just hoping that it would make enough money that they would maybe do a sequel and it made 45 million dollars on a five million dollar budget and both wingard and barrett act like it bombed like that's a pretty good return on investment marketing, like, even, marketing even if you spent like five million dollars on marketing maybe 10 
that's still a good return on investment. I and bet it. Well, I bet it was like twenty. I don't know. Mm. I, I feel maybe. Like, like, but I think it was more so Lionsgate thought it would be so much bigger. But I was yeah, like, this it's is this. I think it's the disappointment factor of just like I mean that's the thing. It's like there's so many movies that aren't bombs, but I've like, but the studio is expecting like X amount of money that when it doesn't reach that, it sounds just like considered to everyone in the industry as a bomb. And also, right. it's the complete opposite instance of what happened with Berlinger that they got so much creative freedom. Like it has to be found footage, it has to be tied in with Blair Witch, but you guys just roam free with anything else. Yeah. They said Lionsgate did not interfere with the movie at all, yeah. which really? yeah, that's great. They even, Maybe they, they should Lionsgate, have, but... Right. Exactly. And Lionsgate went as far to say, yeah, we can recut the trailer to make it less spoilery. It's like, how often do you hear that? Like, right. Like, yeah. Yeah, I just watched, um, when I went to go see Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, the motion picture. <laughs> and we're back. Um, Take a shot. I, yeah. When I saw, well, they showed the, in the previews, they showed um, the Last Night in Soho trailer. And I'm like, how did they get this past Edgar Wright? Like, it spoils so much of that movie. Mm. Like, it show, like it almost shows like the ending, basically. And I'm, yeah. I was just kind of like, it's kind of surprising to me. I mean, the like, even like Adam Wingard is like compared to Edgar Wright is a nobody. Like, sure, in, right. I mean, maybe not box office wise, I don't know, but I, but I, mean, I don't know. Like, Baby Driver was a fucking huge hit. It made a ton. But I guess of in terms money. of auteur, like he's a Weber auteur. Well, yeah, exactly, and he has like so much, like, and you would think he would have so much more like control, control over marketing and like production that you're. Just, I just was watching him, just like, how, like, how did this like get a okay? Like, how it was right, not like storming up to who's releasing it, mm. Sony, Focus. There's a Focus, uh, Last Night in Soho. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, how is right not like marching down to Focus with like a machete and saying, "What the <laughs> fuck did you do to my?" like how did how could you do this to me like, and especially like after the toronto premiere like it you right can even read back and reviews and be like oh yeah it really did like not do a great service to something that's so like such so particularly made um right and i but so no yeah like crazy i do remember blair witch though being a pretty big deal yeah as it was revealed like it was it was revealed as not the woods, but Blair Witch, and everyone was kind of figuring it. Like it had its online moment. Um, it was well, a Comic lot of Con like is such wow, a perfect I... place to do that shit. That it amplifies yes. it to the tenth. Um, I remember the big story too being like there was this writer for Bloody Disgusting, and he kind of sensed it that it like the stars were aligned, and he was like, "Guys, I think this is a Blair Witch movie." And everyone was like, "Please, like right, I don't right. know about this." Get and the he fuck was, out of here. It, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Um, and no, like, he, he so called it. I forget who the writer is. Um, and, it's, and it's, yeah, and that was kind of its big, its big story leading up to the uh, September release. Um, or the October release, I think. Um, That's the biggest September. impact this movie has oh, yeah. had on society, is that whole I, yeah kind of yeah and it's and it's like no it is there's like, not i don't like yeah yeah that's the no only i agree yeah and it's like that's kind of the big jump after mm-hmm. how the internet marketing was used in the first one it's like where else do you what direction do you pull it right i guess it maybe wasn't how, that like, creative the, but but you're seeing how like matrix the matrix resurrection is trying to like kind of recreate the <laughs> how the matrix the first matrix did it if the website and the whole like you get a different trailer every minute or whatever like mm-hmm. it is Which, interesting it d- to depends see on what pill you choose i think 
Right, right. Hell no, yeah, exactly. it does. Yeah. I, oh, trust me. I fucking know. I watched, I mean, I clicked <laughs> on all of the pills at every minute of every goddamn hour or whatever. That was, that was great. Um, But, like, it is interesting that, you know, you see these Lego sequels, as we call them, or whatever, and you see basically the marketing in I hated the, that. Uh, yeah, it's bad. It's a bad thing to say, but I said it. Um, and you just basically see the difference in marketing between the original and the sequel, and it's, it, it is interesting what kind of jumps they make. Sometimes they just don't make any jumps. They're like, well, let's just market it as a regular movie, and sometimes they do what we're talking about, which, like, whether, like, Resurrections is doing it, how Blair Witch also did. Like, it's a, the whole secret movie thing is... I feel like are any of those movies actually good? Like look at like Cloverfield Paradox. I was just, I was just the, gonna bring that up. Yeah, I mean that's no. the, that's the biggest. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's gonna pick that? So movie? bad. Kev, does it does it exist? Is what I. I'm no, it doesn't about. exist. <laughs> I wrote a review for that and uh, sent it <laughs> off, and they were just like, "Could you like tone it down a little bit because you're like really upset about this movie and it's like." We kind of reserve that type of emotion for movies that are like gravely offensive. I was like, it is offensive, so I'll just right. take is it, it somewhere else. Evil into the world. Yeah, that's you know. The answer is yes. Oh my god. Yeah, like this whole. Yeah, what a weird thing that was. Oh my god. Right. Exactly. I mean, but that's weird. the biggest impact that movie has. No one actually like, and like the only people who watched it were fooled, fooled into doing it that very night. Call and me a fool because I was there. Right, no, a lot of people were, and it, it was brilliant mm-hmm. because I, I, Netflix knew how how bad that movie was, and like, what the fuck do we yeah, do with no, this? Seriously, and yeah. they just did it. But the funny and thing, and I think is it was Ava DuVernay who was like, "Guys, there's something coming. Like, what is coming?" <laughs> She's a great filmmaker. I'll never forgive her for that tweet. <laughs> she really typed it up like they were like making a sequel to like Citizen Kane, and she was like, "You guys right. do not know what's coming." It was like, did Paramount just like pay you to say this shit? Because you right. obviously have not seen it. Can you tweet the check that you got to? You know, right, exactly. Yeah. It's like, like, what's the Venmo? What's the Venmo looking like? <laughs> Cloverfield um, Paradox has five good seconds. It's the last five seconds where they're just like, "Hey, the monster!" Cut to credits. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the whole thing with now like. And there was a whole thing where, like, people thought Overlord, since it was also a bad robot. Oh, um, Jul- Julius Avery? Is that the Jul- Yeah, yeah. I, good call. Wow. Good memory. Um, yeah. Uh, but, like, the whole thing was, like, it, like I was working... I, I don't know if I told this story before, but, like, I was working at a survey company that would just ask people... Oh, yeah, for Mamma Mia, trailers. you told... Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, oh, yeah, that story. But, like, basically, like, hey, here's a trailer. What do you think about it? It was, like, a, again, it was, like, a marketing surveying company. And it's, like, and we would show people the Overlord trailer. And one of the questions was, do you think this is a Cloverfield sequel? Wow. Mm. That's interesting. Because that was the thing. Is now everyone was, like, all, like very, like, paranoid. Like, what, is this a Cloverfield sequel? No, is this one? What about this? Like, after, like, 10 Cloverfield Lane or whatever. I mean, even though, but that's, like, admittedly... Uh, like it's in the fucking name, like. Oh, I was, was a, I was wrong by the way. The paradox filmmaker was Julius Ona. That's right. That's yeah. right. No, but that's Overlord right. was yeah. Julius Julius Avery. Ah, dang. Okay. So these damn Juliuses. Right. Yeah. Get them out of Hollywood. No thanks. Is there wait? So wait. There's <laughs> exit sign Clover, is over there. <laughs> there's Cloverfield, Ten Cloverfield Lane, Cloverfield Paradox. Isn't there another? That's one? it. That's it. Yeah. That's the trilogy. Oh God, there was another one. Which also, Ten Cloverfield Lane was also shot in secret as well, but it was yeah. also yeah. shot as a different movie. And then they were just like, um, 
put monsters at the end and then we'll right. call it Cloverfield and then JJ's like, well, right. Cloverfield's really whatever you make it. And you're like, no, <laughs> it's that monster. It, we're not doing a Twilight Zone shit with this, okay? Like, you put the monster in it. He was like, all right, I'll buy another movie and then we'll just put the Cloverfield monster in the last five seconds. Will you like that? And it's like, no, stop it. And then and after that, I'm- he's like, okay, we're making a proper sequel. I'm like, I'll watch it, but go fuck yourself. Right. I think I'm, if, I'm, if my memory serves, I think if memory serves, Cloverfield Lane's whole thing was that people didn't know, but it was like a month or two prior, and it was like it got announced in January, February, and it was coming out in March. Yeah, I believe, and and everybody was like, oh, I guess we're getting a Cloverfield sequel. Okay, yeah. I I do <laughs> think they did damage the control. <laughs> yeah, I think they did damage control pretty soon on, where they were just like. This takes place in the Cloverfield universe, and I was like, oh, so it has nothing to do with it. Okay. Right, exactly. The moment right. they say that, you're just like, oh, okay, never mind. Uh, and yeah, we'll never, actually yeah. talk about yeah, 10 Cloverfield actually... Lane this uh, very month. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's coming up in Horror Month. Yeah, yeah. But it is, but like, those movies... Next episode, I mean, actually, too. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, But it is interesting. Like, that's, but I feel like that's the biggest impact that... Adam Wingard's Blair Witch has is that it was that Comic Con announcement, and then some people saw it, but no one really liked it, and done. That's it. They, no more. They, they said they said they were riding high off that screening, and they were just like, "Oh, everybody wants to see the movie. It's in this room, so we <laughs> kind of fucked up." So right, right, and every the reason why people fucking were hyped up is because everyone like again, like you said, no one thought this was ever gonna happen. No one thought, oh, right, Blair Witch and people. and it was right around the time where like Blair Witch was start Blair Witch Project was starting to get like kind of a reevaluation, right, where people were like, maybe we were too hard on this. This is actually like really it was ahead of, of its sing- time, yeah, ahead of its time, singular. What a great time that we had this, and also it influenced how movies are advertised and blah blah blah. So it was definitely coming around. And that 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 at least makes me happy that maybe because of the Blair Witch twenty sixteen that people actually went back and watched the original one and it was just like oh um, this is actually good what happened so right so let's talk about what happened uh, Blair Witch Adam Wingard's Blair Witch uh, it's no good where are are, are we are we all like where are we at Adam Wingard actually. Is like, this his like, last? I, is this like his last like time? It, it, it was definitely the last time like he was on my team. You know, it felt yeah. like he was he was making your next. Nobody saw your next, but it felt like it was made for like me and a few <laughs> other people. Right. The guest people were just like, "Oh, this is pretty good," but it's not a horror movie. Um, and then he makes this, and the reason they wanted to make it because they were like, "Oh, we'd never made like a just a horror movie. We wanted yeah. to make like a horror movie that, that would up, really yeah. scare everybody and whatnot." And then did after this, nobody that? went to. What's that? Did they, did like Wingard actually say that? Yes, yeah, he said yes. this is their first straight up horror. Yeah, Adam. yeah. And they said they wanted to make like, you know, just balls to the wall, scary, not funny, like, because every, every like your next is a it's a screwball comedy once it gets like into it like it, it has some scary moments it's a home invasion movie but then at the end of it it's 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 funny and it's an action movie and i do still love that movie but yeah and then the funny thing about this is that when guard uh just this year like through godzilla vs king kong um was asked like if he would do another one and it sounded like he was like he would rather do anything than make another blair witch movie or another found footage movie 
Uh, I got the quote right here. He was like, making found footage movies are a fucking nightmare and the least gratifying form of filmmaking. I'm very proud of the movie, but apparently, but it was an absolute nightmare to do. And then it says that Barrett even tried to talk him into doing a short for VHS 94, which comes out next week, which Barrett is involved in. And he almost Mm. did it, but he declined because he knew what was going to happen. So, like, he's never doing another Blair Witch movie. Apparently him and Barrett, like, had sequels planned out and everything. They were Mm. really going to do it, but the movie didn't really do that good. I still think it, 5 million on 4 million, 45 million, that's good. Marketing, whatever. And it's Lionsgate, so they're used to making independent movies, and you would think they would see this as a good thing, but I guess maybe the critical response, plus it was like not as well received or didn't do as well, right. which is funny because it's 16 years later after the last movie. How much did they think was it going to That's do? the thing. They probably miscalculated. Like you said, like they miscalculated. Like, oh, so many people want this movie, and it's like, no, like 300 people wanted this movie. And then the other, like, in the other, like... And you already showed them the movie, yeah. Right, and then, like, the other people who actually saw it were kind of just like, oh, I guess I'll watch this. Yeah, and the funny thing is, it's like, Lionsgate is, like, it's one of their biggest movies, Blair Witch Project. And they just really have not done anything with them. You would think, like, any other studio that would have as big of a movie that they own as Blair Witch Project would just milk it and milk it. Right. like dimension with halloween but, and then it went into miramax and universal but like they were running those out they didn't care if it really right. did well or if the critical friday reception 13th, or anything like yeah. that friday the 13th like they were just turning them out because they needed to i mean Lionsgate did the same thing with saw and then they rebooted it again so right. i maybe it's just i don't know i it think just it's feels just that like they, they, they probably they kind of realized that we can't fool people again the next, the sequel will do much worse if we actually put oh, it out. I don't even know about that because they were, they've been fooling people with the Saw movies after the third one after he died. But there's so. like a decent fan, like I mean that's also just like a right. movie. And like let's yeah. see what was the let's what was like the cinema score for the Blair Witch or just D the plus. Blair Witch? Really? D- yeah. D plus. No, they then they they so they did they probably did like they probably did some market or um some market research and they're like oh everyone like we can't fool people again to watch this like we can't get people back for the sequel like no one's gonna like this is yeah gonna, like the, nobody we, wants like, this, this type was, of movie we, we got we got we got out of the game alive like we can't do this mm-hmm. again yeah and it's What's funny it? like with that Wingard quote because that seems like a quote that would come about with hindsight with the interviews that came that were um that were being done around this time it didn't really speak low of the movie it was just we made it we're proud of it please go see it like everybody was was like rallying behind it um him and barrett like seemed proud of what they did but nothing about it seemed seemed like he was like like disappointed um you you watch you watch footage of uh there's a fucking hour and 50 minute long documentary on the blu-ray which i did not know and of course i watched it but there are like scenes where you can tell that he is like like, people are having fun on the set because apparently, like, somebody dressed up for a joke to try to scare them during a scene. And he was just like, okay, guys, <laughs> we don't have it a lot of time. We really need to, like, you can tell he is, he's stressed. Yeah. So Okay, yeah, that makes sense. He also he also has another, he, he pretty much said he wanted to do it also because he didn't like, he was disappointed with his VHS shorts that he did. Mm-hmm. And 
He also said doing found footage is like doing a Dogman 95 movie without the prestige, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> so I think this dude just like killed himself for a movie that people yeah. were just like D plus. Right. Sorry about that. I, I, I agree. I agree. And, right. and then, you know, then... I, I might be misremembering though, but Wingard kind of has the, uh, like the reputation to uphold after your next VHS in the guest, his involvement in, and just the the name alone, whether he's not like super mainstream, I think a lot of people just respect the the craft that he brings to projects. And it was a lot of sure, him being yeah. attached to things um, right. around the time of Blair Witch uh, coming about. And it's just like he was oh, in development. His career just could like take several this, paths. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It, and then uh, once yeah, he does yeah. Death Node, which is still horror adjacent. Oh, I forgot about death People everybody forgot to. about it but oh my word um which is still kind of horror adjacent everybody pretty much hated it so he wow. was just like i guess they were i, I it's so weird because he note. has he has, oh he has blair witch which critics and audiences don't like and then death note which critics and audience don't like and then warner brothers is like huh you want to do godzilla versus king kong he's like right. yeah sure so and, which was just I, a few months ago. So it's like, where are yeah. we going with you? And I yeah. like that movie. I don't know. I, I, I can't honestly, I can't even take really, I can't really take the temperature of like the overall consensus of that movie, but I really did enjoy like watching it at home. Like just like it, I, it was, it's some of my favorite, like it's as a, a whole motion picture overall in like, you know, if you take it, if you take it from minute one to the end, it's prop like it's not very consistent and some of it's not very good but like the highs of it i was just like i was giddy i was a very good oh yeah your fists i also think that it was one of the first hbo max warner brothers thing so it's like yes people kind of looked at it and said well it's here you know no clearly the first one was tom and jerry okay (laughs) i mean i i think the first one one was the little things if memory serves that's i'm just saying it was in that first batch in the first half of the year no but you're no you're right i mean it was the first big one it was the first blockbuster they had yes yes Mm -hmm. and it was also that's true yeah and it was also doing good at box office (laughs) right and it also actually did good at the box office like i think until like venom it was probably like the highest one in the box office beside uh shang chi like yeah like it did really good even though it was on hbo max but yeah, and now after this, he's attached to like five different movies, and like yeah, so Simon weird. Barrett is still writing with him. He's apparently doing the Face Off reboot sequel or whatever. I think it's a sequel. Because um, I think he tweeted that it was just like, "Don't worry, it's not a reboot. We're doing a sequel." So like Barrett is still working with him. That's what Barrett I was. Is, I wasn't worried about that part, Adam. I was worried about the actual movie, as in like a yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when you tried to reboot, oh, IP, oh, it's a sequel. Wait, time. wait, yeah, how is it a sequel? Don't worry, it's like right, no, I'm exactly. worried. Don't worry. <laughs> no, I am still worried. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I, very much worried. Yeah, I, I think he's he's just uh, he's just gonna do kind of big budget projects because he's probably just happy that he can make stuff like that now. Um, yeah. I don't I don't see him every going so often. Back. Um, right. on, on various episodes will bring up the idea of like someone makes a really well received like indie project and then they're they're pulled from that and start making like big budget oh yeah it's pictures that yeah it's yeah, depressing it's like, yeah it happens at least at least with, with Wingard he had he had a horrible way to die which I haven't seen since it came out but I loved it when it came out apparently it's not good um he had your next he had the guest he had Blair Witch he had I think 
I mean, he had VHS shorts, and I think he had another movie. That's like five, six movies of him being independent before they yeah. bring him into something big. Now it's um, it's like, oh, you made uh, Little Woods and Candyman. Do a $200 million Marvel movie. And you're like, wait, what? And right. then if they fail, what are they going to do? They're not going to give them another $200 million movie again. Right. And you can't make middle budget movies again. So what's going to happen? Because it's also right. the same thing with... Um, Oh God! What's his name that did Kong Skull Island? That oh, guy, uh, Jordan, Jordan Roberts. Roberts. Yes, yeah. I think he also did like one movie before that, and then Kong Skull Island. Safety shit. not guaranteed. Is that him? That's no, no, no. no that's, that's Colin Kong. Trevor. Oh, um, Trevor. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. I know the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he had like one movie before Kong Skull Island. They put him on there, and I don't think he's done anything since because he's that been movie was rumored to do that Metal Gear Solid movie. Metal Gear Solid Isaac. movie. Which Oscar will be a disaster, forever. but apparently um, he's a piece of shit. So that's also another. Yeah, yeah. He oh, also I think did. It's, I think it's called the Kings of Summer. That was oh his, wow! Yeah, Everybody remembers yeah. that. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it's just like yeah, so that happened, which is kind of good because it wasn't a good movie. So it's like yeah, don't give him better work. But also, he wasn't able to grow as a filmmaker before right. he made a fucking hundred and fifty million dollar movie, right. like. And it's like, sure, you could probably say that most of those type of movies are made by the second unit and by the studio and whatnot, but he didn't have a chance to really try, and it right. also makes me sad after watching Candyman, which I don't think is that good, but I respect it for aspects, but I really loved Little Woods, but now Nia DaCosta is going to be doing... Uh, what, which, which one is she doing again? She's Captain doing Marvel Captain 2. Marvel Captain 2, Marvel. Marvels or whatever. The Marvels. Yeah, that's like, right. That's right. I, I keep thing. getting that mixed up with Eternals. But now she's right. doing that. And that'll probably be a success because it's a Marvel movie. And now she will never make another Little Woods. And Little Woods I thought was really great. And I would love to have seen that. But yeah, that happens all the time. It makes me really upset. And it's really depressing. Right. She says, just, and I guess she, the only person that you could that, that really will, comes to mind. Oh, who knows? She says that. But yeah, exactly. It's just, but it's also the same thing with Barry Jenkins. Makes mm-hmm. Moonlight. I mean, he made Medicine for Melancholia, but that that's like a student film. He makes Moonlight, huge success. Uh, if Bill Street could talk was like not really a success, but wasn't really made to be a big thing. Annapurna kind of failed him. Yeah, Annapurna say like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Annapurna is a fucking Burrow tragic like story. The best yeah, yeah. piece of filmmaking this year but no one uh, hasn't watched it yeah nobody watched it because amazon just doesn't really put out stuff anymore and when they do they just bury it like right. i remember like manchester by the sea times amazon was like on top of the world they were putting right. out so much yeah, good patterson, stuff and promoting it patterson manchester yeah. by the uh, sea the stooges from john jumish too yes yeah that so like they were on top but now yeah he did that and then it doesn't really matter if anybody Amazon saw it. Amazon had Chirac it... the year before, too. Right. Yeah. Everybody remembers that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then it's the weird thing of streaming. It's just like when, when it's when it's put up there and you don't have to go by box office numbers, what makes it a flop? But right. like Amazon like has the numbers. a big company like Amazon and Apple that can take a hit on anything and still Right, okay. right. Like Netflix. But then... That's not true, or an HBO. That's not true. Like they, that's their only source of income. But with like Netflix, Netflix can take Amazon, hits because they've been hemorrhaging money for years, and they're able to just be like, "Look, we have Stranger Things season four coming, and that'll be right. huge." And then all, all the investors are like, "Okay, we'll 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 defer this money, so it it doesn't matter." We've talked so about they are, it, 
on the podcast before, but when they go down, they're going to go down in flames. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be crazy. Yeah, it's going to be fun. and Because they will Disney... go down. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, either that or... I could I could see them trickling down if something takes over, but it's like, what could possibly take over? Right. Uh, like, like, and who can it, buy them that has enough cash? Like, <laughs> if they start if they start going down, it will probably be pretty cheap. And, right. and then, they can make yeah. as many not real movies as they want, and then like have a few actual filmmakers come in and make real movies. Yeah, is kind of their model right now. <laughs> but no, I, I guess just to like go back real fast to. Like the idea of like an indie filmmaker coming into bigger budgeted movies and having their authorship erased and like someone who's escaped that in my eyes is Ryan Johnson, you know, like yeah, kind of done like a one for me, one for them system is small. But career. now his one for them's are one for them, like his one for them's and his one for me's are now the same. Like look at I'm sure there's someone else like, that we're not really thinking of that's like he's it, like but, that's a passion yeah. project of his and they're and he's making more money on that than I. I, I can't even imagine how much more money he's making on Knives Out than he was with Star Wars. So that's a crazy. Well, I think it was reported on that him and Craig are, are making like uh, Netflix was giving them a lot of money. I, I can't hundreds remember. Hundreds of millions for two, yeah, like hundred twenty-five mil. Is that right? How much money do you I think, think more. he got paid for Last Jedi? What ten million? Maybe. Five million? Maybe. Like, and he's and now Knives Out, like a fucking murder mystery that he. It's a passion project of his. Is now like his biggest money money maker. Yeah, and right. also it's a middle budget movie, and the only right. thing it had going for it was a lot of stars when stars don't really mean anything. But it just came out. I think it was also Thanksgiving. Word of mouth. Like it just yeah. spread like what? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because it came out Thanksgiving. Something that so... didn't happen to Blair Witch that there was zero word of. Mouth. Oh, there was word of mouth. Uh, the word of mouth was it bad. That's no, what they, that's what everybody <laughs> Very said. Very bad. Yeah. Let's, so let's, I want to let you off the leash, Kevin, because you said you have a lot to say. And <laughs> okay. We want to let you off the leash, and just so you finally, can just, you're like taking it off, and like, just yeah. stay. Yes, just, just get all of it out yeah. there. Why is this okay. movie bad? Okay, um, have we pretty much talked about the plot, or have we just been? We don't talking need any about... plot. We don't need. Yeah, any we don't really I mean, do some right. season. We also don't do spoiler sections. As well. Yeah. Okay. So well, just... I was I was just gonna say like it. It's pretty much a retread. Kids are going into woods, blase blase. But you would think, oh, they're following the same thing as the original. Well. The thing that the original has is three characters you care about, and now we have six <laughs> characters that we don't care about, like, at all. Yeah. And it's funny that you mentioned the cast first, because, like, doubling the cast is, like, your first sign. Like, you don't need to double everything. You don't need to double the tech. You don't, we can't well, double the woods, right? Like That, that is how you make a minimal. It's just like, it oh, they had three people, we'll make it six. Yeah. Two people died, <laughs> we'll make it four in the sequel. We have two cameras, we'll make it 20. But... Honestly, my, my things about it, because I will talk about some positives, which I do have some positives, but the thing that just doesn't work is that it's not even like, oh, you did this already. Because even if they were doing it already, if they did it in a in a good way or, uh, or, or just felt any type of originality or that it worked or anything like that, then I would be able to be fine with it and be happy with the overall product. But it just isn't scary to me like and i know i said the movies don't scare me but i can still see something you can still understand understand something being scary or how it's built up perfectly or how it's able to deliver on a scare etc but it just doesn't work because you don't care about the characters but also like with the original which 
it's kind of hard not to, I mean, it's a sequel, you gotta, gotta compare the two, but, like, the original is just so much leaning in to try to hear things and understand things, and you want to be there and present, and this one is, which, Wingard and Barrett both said that, like, that Blair Witch Project is about getting lost in the lost in the woods, and Blair Witch 2016 is getting chased through the woods. Yeah, so this yeah. this movie is like if you went on a Blair Witch amusement park ride, where yes. it's like playing all the hits, but it's even faster and it's more yes. fierce, and all the sounds are really loud, and all the characters are really annoying. But the, like. I'll just I'll just break it down by like the big set set parts because of course there's the part where they wake up and they're stickmen and they want to leave but then they try to leave and they can't leave which happens in the original it's just hinted upon in the original like of course you can't walk 18 miles in one direction and end up in the same direction so it's it's they're intimating that the Blair Witch has a hole of the woods where you can't escape and that time might be etc they double down on this and actually make it part of the lore where they can't escape and they're acknowledging it and you know daylight isn't happening and such like that so i do th- it's very obvious that wingard and barrett are very passionate about the original movie and wanted to do right by it and understand the lore and stuff like that so i do commend them for that it's like it it kind of feels like these are the best people to make it even though they didn't make it well it's just like these are the type of people you would want to do a sequel for is the people that really love the original and don't want to offend people but they kind of just play it incredibly safe and yeah it's almost like they love what they're riffing on but they don't understand why they love it yeah 1000 percent. because like like big like another big set piece or like when um peter goes off and then a big tree falls on him and whatnot and that that's just not not really anything because the sounds you're hearing are just not not anything that would be conceived as scary it just it feels too even though there's no cgi in the movie which i learned and it's all practical which is really cool that um, is pretty cool it, fi- it feels very unreal and not right. in like a paranormal version or a supernatural there's version something but it's, kind of quite yeah like it. it's yeah, so yeah. glossy Bef- before the tree falls on him, which they actually try to... I kind of hate do. how this movie looks. Yeah, yeah, it looks awful. The best part of when it looks is when it's through Lane's camera. Yes. Through the DV camera. It looks so good. It looks so good. Because that's why the first one is good. That's why... Because it is like... It's like you found this like archival footage in the woods. And you're like, holy shit, what is this? And this, right. it's just like, oh, this was uploaded into the cloud and uploaded it looks, on YouTube. It looks <laughs> so real that it doesn't look real. It, it's like oh this is like a movie. it looks like it's off of someone's Google the first drive, one doesn't right? feel like a movie because mm-hmm. like well no no one would say no one would want to make a movie that looks this bad or whatever this because this mm. is like a camcorder no one wants to make a movie on a camcorder and this it's like oh you just like made a movie like an actual movie and it takes yeah, out it, all it of looks the, so like, the ugly actual, the artifice of it yeah it's it just it looks so ugly it's not fun to look at but when it goes to the dv it, i'm like immediately into it because it right. looks rough and everything doesn't look just quite right meanwhile the 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 regular hd 4k cameras whatever they're using just look they just have no personality That's to why it you can't it just make looks a sequel to this it just looks so glossy the yeah. moment you change the technology is the moment you lose it it, it right. fails immediately but they have a drone they and it's pretty it. cool no it's, it's a cool, cool drone no it doesn't work that um, well 
No, but Apparently I Apparently, do... in production, they lost one of the drones. Yeah. I can believe that. I do like, because they use it like two times, legitimately the entire scene is just, we have a drone. But then the last time you see it is like, they're just like, I think it's right after they wake up when uh, Lisa and James wake up and Lisa checks her phone and she's like, wait, it's 2 p.m.? How is that How is that possible, etc.? And they take the drone up, I think, and they're trying to look for anything around them and all they can see is trees, which is not how the trees are set up. Like, there would have been a way to get out, so it's obvious that they're not able to get out because there's just limitless trees. So I thought that was kind of cool. But, and then the thing with Ashley and the... the uh, leg branch injury she has doesn't really pay off it just seems Mm. they needed something to kind of hit every so often that somebody was in danger it was like a a way to to make the woods a little bit more unsettling that and like things could happen to your body without notice or reason i thought they were gonna Um, turn into but i do i do kind of like and they just don't do anything no i i do enjoy the moment when everybody kind of wakes up and they're all disoriented and not sure of what time it is or like how much daylight has passed yeah right we've seen I... this done in a, but the thing about it we've seen it done in another movie and it's called annihilation, annihilation and it's done way better <laughs> so right. it's like mm, of course like it's a very simple you know setup but it well the thing that i liked about that the first time i watched it i was like oh my god i've been th- I've been thinking about this with the Blair Witch Project that this is the reason they can't escape and whatnot and they're finally like putting it into a movie and I was like yes they know what they're doing they know what they're doing because they also like are bringing up Reston Parr and Coffin Rock and I was just like these these guys know what they're doing um it's it's just it feels when I rewatched it it feels like it's all leading up to the house which of course it's the inset mm. piece, but it feels like everything in front of that is just like biting off time, right? Because because yeah. then you get it's uh, like you know where we're going, but we're just gonna yeah. Like, it's really. like, do we need a scene of Ashley going up into a tree to get a drone and a mysterious hand grabs her it's or whatever? So it's long. just that scene takes so long. It takes so long, and then the thing that's frustrating about this movie is that Wingard and Barrett like are very cards to their chest about stuff that happens in it that they don't want mm. to explain it which i understand it's it's fine but they're like no that's not the blair witch you see and also what? Uh, yes when... it is what are you talking about no apparently it's not um no, it she is. stretched but out because she was in a torture rack and that it, they explain it specifically like, explicitly in they the ex- movie. yeah they explain it specifically for that and like everybody on set like through the documentary the sound person says it's the blair witch but simon barrett says it's not the editor says it is the credits even say blair witch that's so weird i'm gonna it's, beat up it's, so it's, a, it's a little bit like contrasting stories of what we talked about with dread a little you know but this is even yeah. fun like, yeah. It, yeah. like i know you, simon barrett that was the blair witch I'm gonna then what is dread. it they're just like and it's just like what no you <laughs> like no because the, that would be making up lore that you're not exploring, but you're also introducing in a movie and you're not following through with it. But that see, that's settling. another like misunderstanding of, um, of, of being ambiguous on, on and off screen that they accomplished in the original. Um, and mm-hmm. I know that the big thing leading up to the movie also that I forgot to mention about like the movie's um, release, it, they were like, we are going to find out what happened to Heather, you guys. 
We've been no, waiting we don't. so long. We oh, well, we, we really we don't. don't. And and it's it's like even more questions arose. Fuck all of the, this makes me so mad now. Just thinking about it, like oh no, you see guys, it's not really the Blair Witch. It's like that like that like that fa like pretentious. Oh, well, not pretentious. I hate that word, but like that fa like <laughs> me too. You don't really get the movie, do you? Like we're 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 levels ahead of you guys. You know we're yeah, operating. Yeah, it's like so wishy washy. Yeah. It's just it's, like could be it could be the Blair, Blair Witch. Witch. Do you want it to? Do you not want it to? Yeah, it's know. the Blair Witch, and you guys fucking fuck you. You should fuck this up, and you won't take the L for it, and you just want to act all well, the way. Also, in the cast and crew, because well, for, yeah, the cat. There's a cast commentary that they uploaded to YouTube, which makes me really sad that they couldn't just put it on the Blu-ray. But uh, the actor that plays James, he's like, he's he's saying, oh, it's Ellie Kedward, not the Blair Witch, and I was like. There's never a point in the lore where Ellie Kedward is not the Blair Witch, but sure, whatever. Wait, who is that? Ellie Kedward is the woman who is the Blair Witch. Mm-hmm. And and I think she was the victim to Rustin Parr, right? No, no, no. no, no. She's the uh, one in the torture rack. Like, back yes. before. Like, like, yes. Then she disappears all of the people in the town. She, it, it, it makes no sense because the earliest form of the lore is that they send her out because she's... Uh, doing witchcraft to children right. by taking their blood and that's in the 1700s and that's the reason why you're standing you're like looking away it's like you say well, no that's right yeah yeah right and then she possesses russ and Parr in the 40s to capture seven children and murder them and puts one in the corner and blah 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 so it's like if you were going to make this a lore in addition to the lore and say that it's not the blair witch it's actually something else then you need to bring up a lot more about that or expound upon that or but or then they the also say or yeah pretty much up. like when i saw it i was like <laughs> obviously that's the blair witch cool it looks kind of cool you barely see it good like i it they, they did a good thing of taking a movie that doesn't show anything and then doing it where they barely show anything so it's like i i do like that aspect of it but they also said in the in the director and writer commentary that like oh we had like three movies uh ready to go and uh we wanted to play this one safe because then the the sequel after this was going to get a lot more weirder but we'll never see that because y'all didn't go see it and i'm just like cool awesome awesome fuck them i'm so mad right now just hearing those things it's like I like Adam Wingard too. I fucking liked Kong versus Godzilla. I like I was that person, okay? I thought he did a good job on it. But now he's like doing this like coy bullshit of like, oh, like just fuck off, dude. Jesus. Yeah, um it is it is strange when a creator um is when they're so vague cuz I think you want like an open dialogue with the filmmaker, right? It's like that you want to talk well, about at least have and... the vagueness make sense and don't give this like bullshit answer of like it wasn't mm. the Blair Witch. Yes, it fucking was. There's and no I, I think it would be a little easier. I think it would be a little easier to digest if the movie were good. Right, exactly. <laughs> well. like, right. I think if, like, yeah. oh, Adam's just being weird. Who cares? The movie's good. And then we move on. But no, the movie's mm-hmm. bad. And we were like, well, what the fuck are you talking about, Adam? Okay, yeah. so. I feel like we've talked about the negatives and I really want to talk about my main positive with the movie and that it's the last 20, 25 minutes is like pretty damn great. I kind of love it. Like, yeah. yeah, like it's really, really effective. Even through rewatching, it makes the house so disoriented that you 
never know what's going to show up. And I think all of that is really great. And that the fact that the set designer like looked at all available pictures of the original house from the first movie and tried to make it look exactly like that. I think that's awesome. Um, you can't deny all- Lisa crawling through that. Oh, it's, that's so great. I it's had so to good. Keep, I had to yeah. keep saying, this is a movie, this is a movie, this is a movie. Like, I oh, was, like, the... legit, like, fucking, like, so terrified. Because I was just expecting something to come out of the other uh, other side of the... Sure, right? Like, you see like, a pair of eyes. And in the you background. can't escape yeah, from it. Because you're, like, like, she barely... It's... Oh, oh, that got me. Apparently, they built that, and it was... I forget how long it was, but they took her measurements, and they made it one inch, like, bigger than her. Oh, so it was like yeah she says she was fine she doesn't she doesn't have like a claustrophobia or anything like that she was more so like after like and Kelly Hernandez take. is really good in this too like that like I think that yeah I think good. all the characters are not that good but I think her quasi relationship with James like works mm-hmm. a little bit and right. at the end you definitely feel upset that they weren't able to you know do anything like you actually feel like kind of upset that they but Talia and Lane and Peter and Ashley, I don't, I don't fucking care. Right. But no, yeah, the last twenty five minutes is just so goddamn good. It and then you finally see the witch, and it, 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 it feels earned in a way. It, it, it's, the sound design for the whole movie is phenomenal. But during during that last twenty minutes, it's just it's just a roller coaster ride in a yeah, good way. Pretty riveting. Yes. Um, I do like the performances. I don't mind them. I, I don't like the characters. Right. But yeah, um, it, it was. It is interesting. Um, the performances are. How fine. even to the cast, like it was kept secret too. Like no, nobody was like they were just distributed. I'm pretty sure, like just dialogue at pace. They didn't Jesus get Christ. everything all it's at once. Star, it's not Star and, Wars. It's the Blair Witch. It's like all these fucking. <laughs> I know. Plates. I think. Uh, did I have, did I have that right or? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, yeah. pretty, pretty much. Definitely when but they was, were auditioning. But what was kind of fun, um, Brandon Scott, I'm pretty sure was the one who figured it out first. It was like, kind of uh, yeah. like a, like an idea. Of well, there was, um, who plays Peter. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, from the cast commentary, apparently, um, when you see Lisa doing her, um, like voiceover when she's talking about like, you know, James's sister and blah blah blah. And it shows a video of him being an ambulance driver and you never really know anything more about that. Apparently that was like a like a five, ten minute long scene where he's like doing this long monologue to Lisa about how much this means to him and all of that. And I guess he talks about the Blair Witch in that scene and apparently like the crew behind the camera were like, Wait, is this a is this a Blair Witch movie like even the crew didn't even know and it's like yeah yeah, it's like it's Blair Witch it's not Star Wars I get it but it's like I almost kind of applaud them it is kind of a big deal because I I feel as though like anyone I mean obviously we can only assume but someone who would work on a film set at this time Blair Witch Project was a pretty big deal to them when they were pretty young so it's like to to spend a few decades relishing in that experience like i think again only assuming like there was a handful of gen xers um that that saw it at the right place in their life that it's like they got to work on had the opportunity for Lionsgate to have them work on this one um yeah yeah but it's yeah yeah so and then another thing that i didn't know until i watched this i don't know what commentary or whatever I was listening to, but apparently, which uh, watch was this on? Uh, the, the one too many, but 
apparently when James and Lisa are on the house, they've somehow teleported back to 94 when both Heather and Michael are in the house at the same time. Right. Oh. Well, there's a whole like, thing uh, where you see okay. like, you, they look out. So the whole time aspect is fucking dumb. Um, it's it's dumb. <laughs> I don't know any other word like this time travel, like how she, like how Lisa, I mean, there's interesting things that you could do with this but like lisa it feels so it falls so flat because it's like it has no real impact on the story it's just like right. well, it's because the it's the woods that are creepy and time travel and like oh a whole bunch of this shit and it's like oh, okay whatever <laughs> like there's this whole thing with how lisa lisa's like video of her running through the house is a pair like is the video that drawed them out on you from youtube in the first place I think that's nifty. I mean, that's cool, like, I like, guess. Doesn't, yeah, it's like, oh. It doesn't do anything. It's right. just whenever you watch that at the end, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it adds no impact. And then you see the, and then there's that whole thing with, um, uh, like, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, the, um, where they were looking outside and you can see that, like, the daylight is, like, reversing back or whatever. Right. Like a huge and, flash of light. And it's like, What? That that's a big one that uh, when Garden Barrett will, won't talk about. I was like, mm. it's. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's just the day cycling through so that it stays nighttime. So it's it's not that big of a thing, but also it's just like what? Not I don't, I don't know why and that Lane needs to be there. And Talia make these comments of like we've been here for like ten days or whatever, and they're like right. oh, you look the same. And there's all this like artifice and like ancillary things that happen. You're just like. Well, what? Why? Like, who cares? Like, I think they. I, I think we've talked. Yeah, about there's this, no. Like, there's no real need to be that playful with. It's all too uh, much time and. Right. Yeah. I think. I think it was just them. Too many fucking cameras. Because I think. Like, I think the just too the much. story itself, to go and have this like almost hero's journey type deal in the woods plays with time enough i don't think you need to add much more right like, i think i think it was just them doubling down on the aspects of the original one again that, doubling down right yeah yes it was because in the original and that when they get to the house that house has been burned down since the 40s so it's like obviously there's some time stuff happening and then with the lore which is not in the movie so it matters but it doesn't matter but they find the tapes underneath the foundation of the house so it's like mm. obviously like in you like you watch the video you're like wait the house is still there but how a week later do we find this with no house and you know so and that always really fascinated me because when i when i found that out i was like oh it makes sense but also you don't need that to appreciate the movie but it makes it really cool that you know right. as soon as they walked into the woods they were doomed because they would not be able to escape and also they're in a house that burned down 60 years ago and that maybe means that Rustin Barr is killing them at that moment, but it doesn't matter. So I think they just doubled down on the time stuff. And like I said, when I first watched it, it really appeased me because I was like, oh, they know about the Lord just like me. Right, but exactly. It was me. It, 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 it doesn't really do anything other than being like, oh, so we can just have multiple days that are set in nighttime. And right. that's about it. Which also, like, isn't in the original. I mean, the whole, the, the beauty of the original is like that it's day like every like the any daytime scene you know there's nothing creepy gonna happen or nothing that creepy but you're just but you're but you're, you're just dreading oh it's gonna be night soon oh it's gonna be night soon like it right. builds tension this is just like all right it, it's going so fast it's like all right, let's go straight to night okay now it's night 
the entire rest Forever. of the movie. Okay, yeah. scare, 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 scare. Loud noises, loud noises, loud noises. Run, run, run. And it's just like, whoa, whoa wait, like, can we not like build any tension? Do we just have to keep fucking going? Right. And the that's only what time makes... it builds tension is when they're in that fucking house because they take a, a, some time. They don't just like run through every room. Because like, they're finally at the destination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, it also, I mean, it uses like, like you know, it's claustrophobic and they use closed spaces mm. and door slamming and stuff. Like when they're just at woods, it always feels like a soundstage. The mo- any, yep. any, because it one, it's all too fucking clean. Those digital cameras clean. fucking suck. I think it makes sense now that when that you say Wingard was pretty stressed and um, like unfocused during production because I think that's na- that's what the movie feels like. You brought right. you brought that energy into. He was the, just doing too much, yeah. just too much. Yeah. Like too the much. editing in like the first thirty minutes of this movie fucking killed me because there's so many yeah. cameras that makes it there. So like we have to get everyone's point of view in each scene. And so that means there's like they're cutting a million times and it's disorienting and it's fucking stupid. It's just yeah. like there's too many cameras. The beauty of the first one is like there's two. There's two cameras yeah. and you can easily tell whose camera And we is. know who's like, holding them. Yeah. yeah. It's like black yeah. and white and then there's the original and then there's just the camcorder. Those are the two fucking cameras. And it's just Which <laughs> as far as you talking about it being a soundstage, the which the day and night in Blair Witch Project is my favorite thing because in day you know eventually the day is going to end and that something <laughs> bad is going to happen. Right. And then when it gets to the last few days when it's just just Heather and Michael, they're just like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to sleep at the same part we were at fucking last night and who knows what's going to happen and it's going to get worse and all of that type of stuff. There's actual anticipation when it's just night. You know, like one of the nights from Blair Witch Project extended for an hour, it just it just stops working. Yeah. Right, right. It's for all sure. just it's just I don't know. I think they went too much out of the way. Like I, I they say like oh the sequels would have gotten weirder, and I'm like, okay, that sounds kind of interesting. But at so at what point do we just per, like at what point do we just lose the first one? Like, at what point does this right. become your own franchise and not like an actual sequel to the original? Because I think it's like. I don't know. At, at, at some point, it's like this isn't Blair Witch anymore. This is just your guys's idea, which exactly. is fine. At what point? At what point do we make a movie with a group of kids that take a camera into the woods and experience something supernatural and mm-hmm. just slap the words Blair Witch Project? Right. On exactly. It? Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, the point I was That's... trying to make that I forgot while I was trying to make it is no, we derailed like... you. Yeah. No, no, no. I. I was starting to talk and then I was like, what the fuck was I about to talk about? But <laughs> it's one of the first nights. It might be the second night in the Bear Witch Project where Josh is holding the camera and Heather is out in the distance and she's trying to hear the sounds. And all you see, since it's black and white, you just see white trees and infinite blackness. And it's terrifying because you can't see anything more than like 10 feet in front of you. And all you see is just Heather slowly going through the woods. And those images of those those white trees against the just vast darkness has always terrified me. And in this movie, mm-hmm. yeah, it just it just seems like if they walked too much to the left, it would have it would have uh, it they would have hit a wall. Even though or I'm pretty sure they shot it on location, but I don't know. It it right. feels fake is the thing. I, and I really that's do interesting. Think it's, the it's interesting that like you shoot you do like shoot something on location and then like it'll still feel like a stage. <laughs> it's like. How did yeah, how do you manage? I, that? I think I don't know why yeah. everyone thought this would be such a grand idea to like 
do all this like digital photography and also have so many i understand they're trying to modernize it of like oh what would the blair blair witch project be today in today's technically <laughs> right. in today's like you know world in the sense well, of like what, what they should have done filmmaking style and it's like well that's just not the blair witch project that's just a right. totally different movie and it's that's- like even hearing that elevator pitch of what would the blair witch project looks like in 2018 that's like or 2016, rather. Like, that's off. No. <laughs> no, that sounds bad. It's like, what? Snapchat filters? Yeah. This sucks. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What they should have done is made a sequel in 2016, but set it, like, six months or a year after the first movie. So where it would have still been the same type of technology right. and stuff like that. But because it doesn't make... How can somebody who seems smart, like James is you know, can put a sentence together, um, does not know that his sister is still not in the woods 16 years later. Like, you you, you should know that. Like, that, that like that's pretty dumb on your right. part. I think, but I if think they made it paper, a year, if they made it a year later, that's feasible. And then you also get the, the extra feeling of the movie still feeling like the original movie and not feeling like a, mm. just a modernized version for no other reason than to modernize it. And then you can do all this stupid lore shit if you really want wanted to, and you'd it'd be feel like at least justify like well at least you know it's saying like you know you're connecting it to the sequel like the original or whatever like at least and then you're trying to amp amp up some of the stuff, but it's like and that's when you bring back Jeffrey Donovan, right? Yes, that's exactly when you yes. yep you keep that, him. That's though. how every every sequel should do is just bring back Jeffrey Donovan. Hey, and it's just like who's he playing? Mario Day of the Soldado. That's the one thing they do. <laughs> They bring him back. He should he should be like how um, Jason Statham allegedly plays the transporter character at the start of Collateral. Like they should just have his oh, character yeah. from Burn Notice just be in movies as the Burn Notice guy, which I'm sure he has a name. But Michael. just put him in a bunch of Michael. Wow. Michael. Several guns to my head, I would have not answered that. But if they would have just put him in just random movies where it's just like, Oh, this belongs in the fucking the burn notice universe you know that would appease like three people but that'd be fun that would be me clay remembering donovan's character's name in burn notice is like me remembering butterfly effect like like we just have those okay but who's the director of butterfly effect this would be more impressive no 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 fuck that who directed butterfly effect 2 the straight to dvd sequel how about that oh my god do you know that kevin no not at all i don't even know the original butterfly effect so all I all I know is that was that was a big twelve year old thirteen year old me movie where I was just like Ashton Kutcher is serious this this is cool the butterfly I would love for this guy to play that? Steve I would love for this guy to play Steve Jobs one day is that what you thought no not what I thought at all <laughs> I was I was I was thinking like I just saw him and just married you know this is wild you know I can't wait to pick this up on a Finafilm DVD you know. <laughs> Whatever. Kevin, can you tell me who directed Butterfly Flag Three? There's a there third. A third one. <laughs> oh yeah, I think there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This this reminds me of the the fact that there's an eight millimeter <laughs> like, sequel. Oh wait, did I see it? <laughs> right. No, no, absolutely no. I haven't seen Butterfly Effects probably since it came out, which mm-hmm. I thought it was cool and edgy back then, but I could care less right now. Jack, did you direct the third movie? Is that what you're Is that what you're trying to say? Did you direct Butterfly Three? Just don't go to my IMDb is all. That's okay. Oh, all right. my God. I got I got no, this guy. He also directed 8mm 2. Um, <laughs> oh, God. What are, what are their sequels that they just slapped the name on? Er, a Stir of Echoes 2. Jack did that. Inside, inside Job 2. 
<laughs> oh my god, they really did that. Um, I also let me wait. Is it wait? Are you talking about Inside Job or Inside Man? Inside Man, I think. Yeah. 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 Oh my uh, gosh. Inside, inside Job, job is, is that documentary. Ooh, yeah. That COVID. Yes. Yes. We're and, aware. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Whoops! Wow, thank you for that save. I I made that mistake that you had already made on that episode. Oh my I did God. make that mistake on that. What are episode. we What are we turning into? We're uh, we're a couple of two yeah. dumb people. We're two very dumb people <laughs> who have a podcast. Bummer. I know, it sucks. Uh, but what was I gonna say? Yeah, no. So Blair Witch. I just I don't I don't even know what I want to say anymore. But like, I, I I really got bothered by the amount of cameras in this. And I, and I couldn't really put my finger on it of, like, why does this bother me so much besides that it just it leads to so many cuts. Because, but then I realized th- it doesn't even feel like a found footage movie. It just feels like a regular movie. Because it's like it, it, you're just having so many different angles and stuff, and it doesn't feel like you're sticking with a single character. And it doesn't feel like, you know, it, it doesn't feel found anymore. It feels like edited. That's the thing. It, it, it feels like there's, like, all yeah. these cuts and choices. I'm like, who, who yeah. made this? If it's a yeah, found it's footage that, movie, who found this yeah. and cut it? You, to, like, you never know who's recording and what point of yeah. view you're from. Right, exactly. exactly. And also, it's like, yeah, and like, who who went to fucking iMovie and just made this? Like, who, like they found this clip and, like, downloaded their com- computer and made it uh, their own little fucking project. Like, it loses <laughs> all of the, mis- like, the mystique and the, like, you know, the create or the playfulness of the idea of a found footage movie. It's like... You found a fucking videotape in the woods. Yeah. Like, what the fuck's this? There, there's nothing creepy about finding SD cards in the woods. Right. And, fi- and <laughs> like, finding, like, it's not a, cool. a multiple that you, ha- that you just couldn't, like, you It's like, we found like this just... footage, what, three SD cards? Right, like, exactly. Okay. And let's, like, thumb edit drive. it into yeah. something yeah. that, like, you know, we'll have this scene here, that scene here. It's just like, well, this just becomes a regular movie. That's my, I guess that's my biggest This is a issue. movie. It's yeah. just a movie. It's not a found <laughs> footage movie. It's just a fucking regular ass movie. So you take anything special we did not, the There was no footage to like, find. Yeah, exactly. And right. the moment it gets good is when there's like two cameras. Like at one at some point. And yeah, I love it. that the moment it gets good, there's like 15 20 minutes, minutes left. left. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Right, right. <laughs> one hour in, like, oh, shit's heating up finally. <laughs> oh, another thing. Probably the really only last fact I have is We're cooking that, uh, with oil, and there's like 10 minutes left, yeah. Yeah. One of the last facts I have is apparently all the characters are loosely based on Wizard of Oz characters. Oh, fuck oh, off. Please. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, which they were saying that in the cast commentary, and I was like, that's not true. But the first scene you see of the drone, they're right by Emerald City Apartments or something oh like goodness. that. They go that's to Lane's. So they go to Lane's house, and somewhere over the rainbow is over their TV. Um, apparently, they dress James to look like the Tin Man because he has uh, a silver shirt on and blue blue pants. Lisa is apparently Dorothy. Lane is the lion because he has a lion on his backpack, and also his license plate says wow. two lion." They said all this on the commentary. Yes. Yeah. And uh, when- you, know, you know, Ari Aster um, imagined something similar to this on midsummer and you know i i believe that obviously more than more than this well and when when they go into the woods that's like the closest instance i can think of to this you know yeah it's like they added something that like you could have done literally anything else it sounds like you were bored with your uh designer and whatnot and they're like oh what what should we do with the scene they're just like you know what I watched Wizard of Oz last night. Let's uh let's put a yellow brick road on the way into the woods. 
let's make the license plate say lion and tin man like this will be cool although it would it would be funny if valerie curry start, just started belting out somewhere over the rainbow <laughs> that would be wild that would be wild <laughs> be, actually that sounds like a good movie let's do that yeah, that, well, that, that actually like sounds good. a little bit inspired at one point no like I, the scene where there's a there's a camera on lane as he's driving into the woods and it's playing like mm. metal or whatever if it was just playing somewhere over the rainbow that would rule Right. We're off to see the wizard, you know. It's like, you know. Off to see yes. the wizard. Wonderful. Um, yeah, I, I want to find who's ever responsible for that theory and like becoming an actual thing, and I want their address, their social security number, their <laughs> license plate. I'm gonna that, find them, and I'm gonna. That's like the shit of um, Snowpiercer being the prequel to uh, Willy Wonka. What? But they didn't. Have you guys think, heard of this? That's no, not I, a I, thing. I know exactly. What so. You're talking about. But they didn't yeah, think yeah, but, that when making the movie. Chris Evans wasn't like, right, no, guys. Right. That's they, true. Like, this is true. This is, um, this is like the, the bullshit uh, like <laughs> Tumblr thing where it's like, actually, the Rugrats don't actually exist. Uh, Angelica made them up because her mom is a right, drunk alcoholic yeah, yeah. and the Stu Pixar, actually had Pixar three stillborns. all takes place in the same universe. And this yeah, kind of reminds no. me of... of like you know, Clay bringing up Watch Mojo and like things with like the red circle and the red arrow pointing to like fifteen things you didn't know were connected, right. or you know. But, uh, and then you watch it, just and like, you're just like the oh way yeah, that I paid internet. attention to the movie, so yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> yes, I I would like to know what is and is not connected to each other, and just it, it totally ruin our our entertainment experience. Um, to know things can't stand alone and be enjoyed by themselves. It, Right. It's right. very strange, and it's and it's kind of sad to to see how the internet has has been very helpful in my eyes, but also polluting uh, film criticism. Obviously, yeah. It's it. it yeah. I mean, that's the thing about the internet and technology today. It's like it, you got your pros and you got your cons, and yeah, you know who know. And you could argue with which you know if it has more pros and cons or more cons than pros. Uh, but all I know is uh, Simon Barrett, I'm coming for you. But I would just like to know what kind of movies are connected. You know, that's just, that's my pro. Apparently there's like a big Cheers universe where like a lot, like actual, like, what's the one one sitcom that, um, like the, the little boy is sick and he has that snow globe. Oh, uh, Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere. Yeah. 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 Like Like every sitcom is connected and every TV, like it's so crazy. St. Elsewhere. Just remember when we had TV shows where they were about to end and they were just like, how about we just flip off our audience? Yeah. Can we just do that? Did we ever figure out who shot JR? You know, something like... Yeah, it was a dream. And they were just like, great idea, let's do this. And it was like, there's no internet. They were wild back then. Because they were like, what, we're going to get like a few letters and some phone calls? Now if it was the internet... (laughs) Could you imagine getting letters now to like a creator? Like, yeah, Dear sirs, or who it may concern. This address anywhere? How the <laughs> fuck did it get here? Could you imagine the idea of fan mail? You know, right? Imagine sending a letter to ABC and be like, "I'm very disappointed yeah. in the series finale of Saint Elsewhere," and it's just like, "God damn, you're going through something in life, aren't you?" And you know, kind of relating it back to the idea of Blair Witch Project pioneering internet marketing. Lost for me is what I always go back to as. Um, uh, Carlton Hughes and Damon Lindelof having the podcast and, and like starting a dialogue with fans um, mm-hmm. back back when it was originally airing in, in the mid 2000s. Wait, Lindelof? And wait, there's a podcast for Lost? It's not available now, but it 
it, it was when it was airing they would they would be like oh yeah and this means that and watch out for that oh. next week and you know yeah, damn yeah. well he was just making up shit yeah exactly oh, yeah. yeah. that's why we yeah. love it he just, like, i think we're gonna explain kind of, it next week and then they don't they're yeah, just like they well get, and then they get to the the very end and they're like oh we don't know what to do. we didn't expect to be on this long <laughs> uh, i've never seen i think i've seen like the first like 10 episodes of lost and that was a while ago I, and i don't know if i have really you should watch it i think you'd like it you i should, probably yeah. would but it's like that, again it's that's so, so much long. television but as someone so who long. is just a huge fucking like i think the leftovers is probably my favorite show maybe ever it's nothing like the leftovers I'm just gonna no, let I, you yeah, know I, no, I, I agree i agree with you kev it's it's yeah. more like but, i i really love its ideas more than it actually executes its ideas yeah but no i'm lost. just saying like yeah. as someone who is like fucking loves the leftovers and i think watchmen's one of the best thing best shows in the last 10 years at least love watchmen yeah and but and i watch those things and i'm like there's no fucking way in hell i want melinda Lop to do more than 70 episodes well and and you know i guess it also no At you're completely maximum. right and it also like is the sheer difference between amc and hbo and just what they allow him to do right but like i'm just saying like i can only imagine at like the point where like windelof's like i'm like i'm going bald i'm bald now this yes. is like i can't well, I mean, do this he anymore. literally is bald yeah yeah i wonder if he when yeah. i wonder if he had hair during loss that would be funny yeah he ripped it like, out kind like, of but he looks he looks a little bit like, like he, is, he ripped it out like every time uh marge tells homer they're having another baby and then by the end of it <laughs> he just has no hair So uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I do, I do. Like, I don't think Lost is something that he's like ashamed of. Like, like whenever someone asks him about it when he has a new project coming out, he doesn't clam up. You know, he's he's just like, yeah, you know, we took some risks. Um, I had a lot of fun. I love the cast. Um, But no, I think what what really saved Lost for me is that it does a it does a lot of things wrong. But I just love those characters. Um, He paints. I mean, we all know this, but Lindelof paints characters so vividly and lost is no exception to that um that's kind you of you know what yeah, doesn't have grace. vivid characters Blair Witch. what there you go <laughs> there you go anything anything more to say and before we get to favorites well i don't know is anyone gonna have a favorite scene that's not the fucking house um no i d- i didn't get to talk about like how uh the very last of it where Lisa is using the viewfinder to look instead of looking, I was that's like, "That's cool. fucking cool. That's really that cool." cool. Hmm. So maybe that. Yeah, hmm. that was pretty cool. Even though uh, both of them die when they know the Blair Witch can manipulate voices and whatnot, both of them die by hearing things behind them of people that are dead, and they fall for it both times, and it's really dumb. I I could comprehend James falling for that because that is like his fucking sister and Mm -hmm. like it's not it's also one of those things where it's like we haven't seen that happened in the movie we haven't seen that happen yet of them looking looking that way and then them like you know like dying yeah and so i can understand that but when lisa does it it's like girl come on you just saw this happen she's like you just saw but also but also how long was she supposed to back up right yeah what was her end game like what like was it just like uh 
like through the house. Like, <laughs> Do you want like you want ten minutes of her backing out of the house and then outside of the so, woods? Honestly, I'd respect this movie more if it did that. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> As a thing. And then you and then it gets out of the woods and then you realize it's the woods that's in the village and that's how you <laughs> that's how you end the movie. Yeah, and now it comes full circle because people, you know, not going to to see Blair Witch and you know going to Six Sense. There yep. you go. There Come we on. go. He's, he's, he infests everything, I swear. It infest and the 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 right definition of that, yes. Yeah. Oh, um, and I'm trying to think, like, was there a Shyamalan out this year? And yeah, Split. So, it's, I mean, opposite ends of the 2016, but still, it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't there found footage aspects in that? Isn't, like, isn't there, like... No, The whole... Visit there was. Yeah, no, The but... Visit, which is terrible. Isn't that... Well, I think, okay, I'm thinking, I think it's just, like, uh, like one part of the Split where where like he records all his personalities or whatever mm. and they find that uh yeah i love i love the visit that one's so good yeah there, there's about no speaking of found footage actually that one's like i think the visit might be my found my first found footage ex- exposure because oh. mm. yeah. there's a there's about five found footage movies that i'll ride for and then i've seen like 60 more that i think are like the worst movies ever but i still watch them <laughs> They're an inherently enticing genre. It's like the whole yeah. concept of it is kind of like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. You know, and it's like, still relatively new, and like I think there's still windows for experimentation. Oh yeah, just like seeing what everybody will do, right? With it from filmmaker, yeah, varies. Right. I I would be interested to see like Adam Wingard is like a filmmaker, like whatever you know, whatever you like him or not, like, and he's ha- he makes movies that are real, fall, yeah, falling off, but he's like. He has movies under his belt. He has been a, you know, he's made an impact in the genre of his of him operating in. Um, I would I'd be interested to see like eight actual like credited someone who's done other stuff filmmaker just tackle found footage because I don't I don't think that's really happened yet. Yeah, um, I think M I would probably be the biggest person to actually do found footage. Am I wrong? No, I mean, that, I can't. There's yeah, like, no do way. it again. No, I just mean, like, the biggest person to... Yeah, no, in general, yeah. Oh, I see. That's somebody that already. wasn't, yeah, like, yeah. started out with found footage. Like, they just took it up down the road. I think exactly. he's got to be the biggest one to do yeah. film footage. By, like, yeah, actually, like, sure. by an insane margin. Right. Yeah. By, like, in, in like, a truly, like, un, like, just an, ins- like, just a fucking canyon of a margin. And I wonder if we think desktop horror is, if that's still what we're we're calling it is the new found footage i think that's I, I, I don't that see it as an, someone just breaks see it as an into. evolution not like something completely different it's just like yeah the next oh. step but i honestly kind of i don't I mean, know i, guess, I want I, guess so. I want them i want i still want found footage movies to like exist like yes. i don't want it just to be desktop anymore like i i want it i want them to co co uh have um was it cohabitat Co, co, you know, coexist. Yeah. I can't think of words. It is late. Um, yeah, no, I think I, I, I still, like you said, Kevin. Like most of them are pretty dog shit, but like, but I keep watching them because yeah, exactly. because Blair Witch Project was so good. I just feel like I'm gonna get that. Yeah. I'm gonna get that feeling again. Which I watched Lake Mungo last year, and that was probably the closest I've came in a long time from a found footage movie. Mm-hmm. Like really giving me that that feeling of blue oh, i didn't project. know like bungo was found footage yeah well it's a oh. found footage mockumentary kind of yeah it's pretty much a mockumentary with found footage it's it's really good it's also like really sad like it's 
it's it's really good though. I very much recommend it. But Kev, when are we gonna get a movie about a party? And it's just these crazy boys are going around. Oh, so if it wasn't, house. oh, we, if it was, yeah. uh, if they took the project out of Blair Witch, right. mm, exactly. and then they took X Men but took the men out of it and made mm. Project X, yes. We're talking about a movie that yes. somehow I went to see in theaters. Yes. Huh. <laughs> Guys, I can't hang out right now. I can't. Sorry, I gotta go. I, I gotta I go hang out with, with the Project okay. X guys, right. and then after that, I'm gonna go watch Silent House with Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> yeah, fun times. I love it. Yes. Did Project yes. Project X this came out? It's like just the local Friday night. 2012, 2012. 2012. I think 2012, 2013. Yeah, we're. we're I think we're. Yeah, someone's gonna. Yeah, that's that. They can't. Someone's it, gonna it, pick yeah, that. Yeah, someone's. One of us is Has right. Has that been? Yeah. Wait, have, <laughs> hasn't one of our guests had that as like one of their options? That's weird. Uh I would love it if you're right, but I can't remember. Yeah, that'd be no, it doesn't matter. Okay, let's 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 end the show. Is there anything? I do agree that I I I think speaking of Wingard real fast though. I think someone is bound to pick your next. Or oh, I, and eventually. I can't wait. I, one, I haven't, I've, I haven't seen your next, and I've been meaning to, but I'm like, I might as well save it because I know someone's gonna pick it, and I love. So much the fun. So much fun. Your next. It's so much fun. Mm. Yeah, I'm like also like a big Ready or Not fan, and people have compared it to that, and so I'm like, oh, yep, okay, yeah, yep. Um, and I like VHS. If they're like, yeah, I'll just yeah, let's talk some. Yeah, sports. VHS. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely we. Have, Wingard is not going anywhere on this podcast. Uh, you know, I have mixed mm. feelings about the guy, but I still. But like what about but Simon Barrett? You know, yeah. I mean, I mean, Simon Barrett did write all of Wingard's. Yeah, movies. and I'll, most and of I'll, them. And I'll hurt Simon Barrett. Yeah, most or most I'll of them. Find yeah, him and I'll punch him really hard. He's gonna he's gonna have a short in the VHS ninety four. So I mean, he's still he's still in that mode. And then this year he had a horror movie called Seance, which I haven't watched. So he's still big in the mm. horror pocket. Well, he better watch that. Yeah, I just don't want to see Wingard like like be diluted down to Shutter Originals oh. or something where it's like below his batting don't average. I mean, not to disrespect Shutter. No, but no, I know what, I, would, I know what you mean. Yeah, but I kind of would like that after after he makes I such a big saying. movie. It's like compared him compared to the blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. Does yeah. yeah, but have fun talking about VHS. Those movies do not in, do not age well. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it. I've never yeah. seen. It. Did I forget even the reason why I saw them? Did, you know, e- did more, Garth like, they were... Evans do both? Of that them, was VHS but... two. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the first one has Simon there? Barrett. It, I haven't seen the second one, mm-hmm. but the first one, like, it has aspects I like, but it it's so broy and yeah. it does not age well. Karn Kusama has a segment in the first one too. Yeah. yeah. And then they uh, spun off one of the shorts into its own movie, and nobody knows about it because it doesn't Wait, what, exist. What movie? It's called Siren. It's based off the first short of VHS, mm-hmm. where it's kind of similar to uh, Blair Witch 2016 where these guys go out on a party and they're wearing uh, sunglasses that have cameras built into it. And oh, this... I hate it already. Yeah, well, there are, these, there are these douchey guys that are trying to pick up women and whatnot and this one woman follows them home and she's actually like a succubus. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. So that's what the <laughs> that's what Siren is based off. It's just that movie but extended for like 80 minutes. 
Is it bad? Uh, that short's enjoyable, and then there's another one that Ty West did that I kind of like, and then the rest are there. I don't know. Right. It's mostly the the wraparound yeah. story is what's really bad. Like, right. yeah. Oh, what connects all of it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. The framing. De- I feel like the framing devices most of the time are really sweaty. Like, there's no way to. I think it's very rare that you find a instance that it's pretty seamless. Right. Is there anything else? Maybe I'm going to regret those words. I is don't there know. anything oh, else we want to yeah. say about Blair Witch 2016? Yeah. Um, I feel like I feel like this this movie is kind of lost in the shuffle of failures to to say, "Hey, remember X movie yeah. from decades ago? It's back." Like like it's not it's not like, to, like I don't know. Um, let's I can choose from multiple, but Vacation. Right, like that's another one. Like, remember National right. Lampoon's Vacation? Like, big studios didn't make comedies anymore, but then like that failed terribly. And like, there's there's so many instances of this Zoolander happening. Do Lander too? Right, of course. Dumb yeah. and Dumber um, too. And there's right. and many of many of them. So yes, yes, that's a great example. But it's like so many of these ha- things happen so often. We kind of got numb to it after a while in the decade, and then I think when this one came, it's like okay, they just did another Blair Witch. Okay, yeah, can't just. Right breezed by um yep it came it went um, i don't think about it much do i own it absolutely and haven't and you've seen it like <laughs> what, like five times yeah and how many times have you seen it like five or six yeah. but no i just i just i feel i feel like i have liked doing this episode to re-examine blair witch project and enjoy i'm glad this gave me an time. excuse to watch the original and Yes, that was yes, fucking great. And I, I also, absolutely. again, and, um, that ending yeah. for the 2016 one, it fucking, it, it's great. I, I like, I kind of unapologetically love the, like, the last 20 minutes of this movie. Yeah, like, it's good It's stuff. filmmaking conceit in the, just, in the idea of having a digital multiple cameras, the build up, the characterizations, like, the departures in, in, uh, in structure t- from the original, I think are all very, very bad. And so it's, they're one less ca- they're one less character away from re from like bringing out GoPro. Into right. The oh yeah. Oh right. Oh. Well, and yeah. also a thing that I'm noticing just thinking about it is they turned the Blair Witch into like a slasher in this one because there's so right. many people that they go one through. There's one. four. Yeah, there's four people who die before yeah. the last two are around for a while. And I think accidentally you could like name like I guess maybe not too accidentally but. Um, all the characters are like falling into archetypes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, okay, well, like this is the packing order right here. Yeah. But, yeah like... I mean, the best kill is when they snap um, the like. Oh, that's great. That's a great the kill. The voodoo doll, and she just like, collapses. Yeah. It's so, Which that's they did. Fresh. Yeah, that's not. They really... did it. It no CGI, and that just rules. Like they that's, killed I'm her. really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Killed her. She's dead. Have you seen her She's in like another a movie? Dead exactly. Person. Yeah. She was on the following, the Kevin Bacon show, the following for a while that I watched. And now um, she's you're speaking Greek right now, okay? Yeah. It was on Fox with Kevin Bacon. Oh, cool! I will ask my dad if he's seen it. It okay. was about a serial killer <laughs> society. And ah, it was okay. Fine. Does that run before or after Gotham? Is, is oh, that, is before. That was... It was before <laughs> Gotham. Okay, sure. just making sure. You were you were on your couch for that time I, slot. I, no, I I watched it on Hulu and I was like, well, that's a that, that's a show right there. And then 
I stopped watching it before the last <laughs> season. Um, you know, just for my favorite scene though, I'll I'll just like pick something that we haven't really. T- I don't want to like pick anything obvious. So I'll just go with like the argument with Lane, with, like that. When they catch him. There's, like, a kernel of an idea there when they catch him, yeah. Yeah, it's it's, somewhat interesting. It's very funny whenever um, they start walking away because they're like, oh, fuck this. And then Lane comes back and he's like, guys, do you still have the GPS? Do you have the GPS? We don't know where to do it. And Peter drops his backpack and starts running towards him. It's really funny. That's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like it kind of, it doesn't, um, like, burst into confrontation. Yeah. I think there's, like... And the idea of Wayne um, becoming a servant for the Blair Witch is all like there are some like I, I actually I honestly don't think the script like even though I'm clowning on Simon Simon Barrett a lot I, it's not even I don't even really think it's his I don't think we've clowned on a screenwriter yeah I was gonna Chris say Terrio. Chris Terrio Simon Barrett I'm coming for you both Lock what did Chris Terrio do again <laughs> unless you can uh, Argo in the Rise of Skywalker on this and show and BBS. Oh. <laughs> Oh. And Justice okay. League. Okay. 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 <laughs> Kev, you're okay. Okay. I'm, I'm coming for him. Mm-hmm. I'm yep. definitely yep. putting yep. him in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also putting. Unless you can think of any other writers that we've like. No, but Akiba Goldsmith is also on my short list. <laughs> I have a short list of screenwriters <laughs> I want to put in jail. Um, even though I don't, I believe incarceration mm-hmm. is a is a immoral thing to do. But for certain screenwriters, no, 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 it's it's screenwriter jail. It's different. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine. But it's fine. but like a physical jail. Yeah, it's like it's like director no, 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 jail. No, no. This yeah. is a physical jail. Like I'm I'm not I'm not fucking around. This is like a jail. Yeah, they can't they can't leave until they write something uh, good. Yeah. Which which with those guys they never will. <laughs> they never will. Um, but Kev, I want you to be the judge of of like you examine the script like. Like Annie from Misery. Yeah, just like, like so, bullshit. so. Ah, no. You like yeah. throw it up. If, so there's if six no people in the woods now? This is your idea. Okay, right, okay. No. Well, well, you go back and you finish that. Go ahead. Can't drones? A yeah, drone? Yeah. And yeah. it's like it's like one of those little rooms that's like you slide food under the door. She's like, his granddaughter? Yeah. What? Get the fuck out it's of like, here. So wait, so wait. Heather's brother is searching so, for her? She's dead so, by then. So wait, uh, you, you meet Lane again and he has a full beard and he looks like a lumberjack? Okay, well, uh, you can just take that back. Kylo Ren is redeemed? Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Um, But no, I, I honestly just want to say, like, I, I, I am, like, making fun of Simon Barrett, but I don't even... I, I, Ben Affleck is Tony right, like, but like I think no the way. script isn't even the worst thing. I just truly think it's just the like the fundamental filmmaking conceit of make it digital and let's do X and let's make this quote unquote modern and like double up on some things. It's like I, I just think that's such a bad idea. Just in a like just in its purest yeah. form, everything surrounding it is a yeah. bad idea. On paper. Right. It would be even worse if they weren't the people that did it though. That's the funny thing is, there's a much yeah. worse movie than this. Mm, that is true. Yeah. yeah, like these are people with craft, and it's like, I mean, like this is yeah, the, yeah. the ending is still like very affecting, and like it, like it's a haunted house movie at the end, which is which rules, and yeah, and also reminded me as as above so below, which I also think fucking kind of rules because it's like a it's like a thrill it's a thrill roller coaster. It's just like oh shit, where are we going now? Um, oh, we're going to hell and right, back, right upside down. <laughs> What if this was a metaphor for Dante's oh, Inferno? Ah, oh, somebody read oh, in high school. Hey. Okay. Yeah, right. What a loser. <laughs> um, 
but yeah no i think my favorite scene i guess if i have to pick i think it's her in the tunnel and that's just really fucking creepy i i like legit yeah. had kind of lost my mind because i'm just like i was just so scared something was gonna pop out and she was gonna have to run away or something because i was like this is like the worst place to be in general ever no bad oh and also if it make you cre- it creep you out even more like during the part where like she gets stuck which she's like legitimately stuck but there's also somebody behind her like oh. on the set like holding her legs back so she couldn't move so right yeah wow jeez. Yeah. Oh, and Good apparently like the camera i'm sure she i'm sure she like went walked away from that like really like you know oh she said that. she was not claustrophobic and she was yeah. fine but apparently like during the scene like they actually had a camera person there it wasn't just the dv camera she throws and she was like um the the camera guy was like oh, are you doing all right because she was like crying and getting into character she was like no i'm just, I'm just acting and he was she was like are you all right and his voice breaks and he's like yeah i'm okay i'm okay and like they had to they had to get him out before they got her out because i didn't i didn't realize clay shot the yeah, movie really, that's interesting like, are you okay he's like dude i'm acting right now you know like my job and i'm like yeah i guess i understand that all right I'm gonna yeah. leave. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> God. Oh boy. But yeah, right, I'm well. I'm spent on the Blair Witch. Um, no more Blair Witch. She's she's dead. We're gonna, we've closed the book. Kill the witch. Burn the witch. Uh, we're gonna turn off the cameras. Yeah. Uh, I'm kicking over the pile of rocks just to fuck us up. Kick, kick the kick the map and. Map we found the map. Creek. Yeah, I don't know what else That's is there. Oh, oh, yep. to piss you off even more, Clay. Um, they hid the map from the original movie in the remake, and then offered somebody five hundred dollars if they found it, and nobody's ever found it. Isn't that so cool? What were so they gonna cool? do with it? And wait, why, why five hundred dollars? Like, wouldn't that be like at least like a G? What, like, which is, which is funny because nobody's found it. But also during the uh, documentary, whenever they do the Comic Con reveal there's somebody in the audience that's like they bought a book around Blair Witch 2 time they like it had a thing in the back that was like sign up and get a walk on roll for Blair Witch 3 and they won and then Blair Witch 3 never happened and then that's, this guy showed up and was just like so um, that's hysterical I, I, I won the contest to be in Blair I'm Witch in 3 movie, and, right? uh, yeah I'm in the movie right so it was pretty funny. They were like, holy <laughs> shit. Like, we, we went so far into the research that we did find that, and we thought that would be so wild if somebody actually popped up, and they did. So, That's yeah, awesome. fi- keep keep watching Blair Witch 2016 to find that map if you want to make some money. You DM Simon Barrett and be like, I found the map. Wait, wait. It, the map's <laughs> in the remake? I thought you were saying that, like, the actual map, like, in existence. No, like, the actual map that they used for the original movie is, like, placed somewhere in the movie. In the... Re- oh, I actually... No, you're right. I do fucking hate that. Oh. Okay, yeah. there you go. And apparently, I didn't see it. I've seen it, like, a few times. But apparently, Heather's camera, like, uh, when they're in the basement in the, in the 2016 version, her camera's on the floor. I haven't... I've never noticed that. But, yeah. <sighs> and also... Oh, also, Peter... When they're going through the house and he sees uh, James sees Peter and he's in the corner, he's apparently wearing the exact shirt that Josh wore in the original Blair Witch Project. Oh my god! Cool. Okay, yeah. oh no, god. I'm, I, I, you know how I was kind of like, hey, hey, Simon Barrett, it's all jokes. I'm, I mean, I'm kind of joking. No, I'm gonna find him. I'm gonna find him. 
<laughs> See, I feel as th- I, I feel as though at first you're like, okay, well, how many homages can they possibly pay to something so specific as Blair Witch? Like this yeah, is Star it's, Wars. It's, like they're not gonna. But they're not but gonna play Blair Witch is my Star it, Wars goddamn it. Okay, right. so I get it, but also at the same time, <laughs> it's just like, what are you gonna get out of right, audiences right, besides right. like, oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like, there, there's nothing. You have your Han, Luke, Again, and Leia these, with like, Josh Michael. If you Michael said all these details no. to me and the movie was good, I'd be like, "Man, that rules!" Or like, "Oh, interesting." Now that you hate it, you're just like, "Oh God, oh, right. boy." It's just because it's like, yeah, yeah. It's more irritating than 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 like. It's like you, you know, did it, so it, much to achieve so little. Right. But again, but again, we should reemphasize here. Like, this is like. Someone with craft. Yeah, like, it's not the worst movie. piece. Of these shit. are people who have collaborated many right. times together. Right. Yeah. It's just yeah. No. Um, it's not good. Okay. Right, let's go. All right. We're, all right. We're we're done. Let's, let's get out of here. All right. Okay. Kev, thank you so much Thanks. for being here. This was an Y'all absolute do. pleasure. Y'all do. Yes. Please Y'all come do back. Y'all tapes. And I'm here. <laughs> of course. I, w- yes. I would love to. Um, I I I adore your oh, your thanks. knowledge and just everything you know. Um. Where can everybody? Do you have anything to plug or? Promote? Um, I'm watching movies, social media, so right? I'm plugging that. Um, Hell yeah! Um, nice. I mean, I used to be a, I used to write for places, but now I now I'm just a, a, a basic film watcher. I like watching movies, you know. So yeah, nothing nothing That's to good. plug. I mean, if you want to follow my bullshit nonsense on Twitter, it's at Kev Bonesy. So have fun with that. <laughs> I think everyone's Twitter is just it's bullshit true, nonsense. Yeah, yeah it's real. true. Is there anybody that's just like, they're doing yeah. it the right way? No. Ice tea. <laughs> okay, okay. Ice tea, yeah. yeah. Remember when one. he was just obsessed yeah. with Gears of War? That was a weird time in culture. I mean, anything Ice tea wants to do with his life, I'm in. Yeah, it's true. Sounds good to me. All right, Jack, where can everyone find you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can be found on twitter at jack a draper um and on letterbox jack draper seven uh i i've yeah i've had film writing in the past as well like kevin like yeah, i think kevin and i are the same like yeah um, once once the job yeah, once the place that i wrote for went under i was just like okay well i'm done writing so i'm not getting right. paid for it so what's the yeah, point exactly. but uh what's weird about the blair witch movies and where they're able to be found 2016's Blair Witch is on Hulu. Book of Shadows is on Tubi. But, like, the best one, the classic Blair Witch Project, it's, like, not it, I've, available I've seen to it. Stream. I've it's seen like it on Netflix to, a yeah. few times, apparently. I've seen it on... I, the, a few years ago when I saw it for the first time, it was free on <laughs> YouTube. Wow. But the full thing was just there. Uh, but now it's, now it's gone. Um, the $4 and... I... Um, so... When when it, when you go to when, like when it comes to these instances, I always like to say to like check your local library. Yeah, do that. There you go. Um, yeah, yeah. Really, really quick, and then I'll shut up. But um, <laughs> there. Oh wait, hang on a minute. James Caan, he's winning. Yeah, that's true. It. Yeah, come on, let's go. Like that's the, that's so. The money I think it was last year on my birthday. I usually watch Blair Witch Project on my birthday, and I. Nice. Uh, my girlfriend was asleep, so I didn't want to play the Blu-ray and whatnot. So I had. So I rented it on Apple TV, and it was cut and then stretched widescreen, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. so I guess I'm not watching oh, it." So right. okay. Well, <laughs> and we're seeing that happen. That's with so Seinfeld yeah, that's so choppy. Now, like that God. one's not that 
bad that like the Simpsons one is really bad, but the mm. Seinfeld one, like I've, I've seen it in four, three, I've seen the HD, uh, reruns on TBS and on Hulu and whatnot. You're, it, it's not ideal, but I mean, it's in fucking 4k. It's so right. yeah. you take some, to um, lose some yeah. right. But like we mentioned earlier, next week is going to be 10 Cloverfield Lane continuing in horror month with guy Dolby. I think that's going to be, Super fun. I, I'm going to be doing the Cloverfield trilogy for the first time, actually. You're going to watch Paradox? And, you you like, saying like, Cloverfield trilogy just hurt me really bad. Right. Like, I think of it really as one watch movie. Paradox? I mean, we're not doing Paradox, but right. out of curiosity. It's a I mean, oh, so you're just torturing um, yourself for fun. Cool. Yeah, no, yeah. Cool. Well, he, this man fucking watched all the... Tra- like, he watched, like, all of the Transformers movie, but he skipped... Last he skipped four and watched last night and then watched four. Why not? None of it makes sense anyway. Psychopath. Cool. I. I know, you and I still don't accept it. It's hey, Cl- hey Clay. Where can where can people find you in the woods? Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah, dead. Yeah. If I'm in the yeah, woods, yeah, yeah, guys, I'm we gotta. Dead. I'm like. Dead. Oh, cool. Uh, well, listen. I just want to suggest that we need to start a fire soon because we're actually yeah, in the woods recording yeah. this. I don't yeah. know how to probably get warm. Yeah. Good luck. Um, yeah. yeah, if I'm in the woods, <laughs> don't follow me on anything because right, then you'll exactly. die too. Find me. Find me. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Find me. Lost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everyone can follow me. By the way, you know, like I feel like whenever a character is like in the woods, like another thing that people like to point out is like there's no bars, like there's no connection out here, which is like true, but you always hear that like people saying it, and and like that's like such a needless thing to to rip right. on, you know. I well, it. yeah, I've I've always for the Blair Witch Project, people were just like, there was a stream of water. Why don't you just follow that north? And it's just like, hey, why don't you shut up? Okay, <laughs> but also, you know, they can't escape the woods, so it doesn't matter. It does not matter. That freaking yes. that witch, man. It's a metaphor. She's doing some dicey things. Um, everyone can follow me what? at Mr. Play Williams on Instagram. You could also follow me on Twitter, even though I'm taking a break. I'm still on there once in a while. You know, see what people are talking about and see if anyone's DMs me. So I'll be on there. I'm just mostly gonna be retweeting stuff and just checking my DMs. So if you want to reach me, if you DM me, I think. I, wait, I, it, follow me. I have to follow you first. Do you have whatever. a pa- do you have a pager? Yeah, I have a pager. Like you should get a pager. Uh, here's now. actually my phone know. number. It's yeah, seven out. No, um, <laughs> you can also follow me on Letterbox at Birds of Clay. I'll put your address right, in the description. Yeah, Don't worry, it's fine. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, no worries. You can follow us the podcast at ETT Pod on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram at Exiting Twenty Tens. You could email us at Exiting Through the Two Thousand Tens. All spelled out l spelled out at gmail.com uh you can subscribe to us on itunes spotify whatever podcast platform you listen to us or listen to uh please remember to you know give us some review rate rate us five stars that would be great share us on your social media do all that stay safe get vaccinated wear a mask be good to yourself stay healthy and as uh, as always black lives matter trans rights are human rights uh, Stop Asian Hate, Free Palestine, and we'll catch you all next time on Exiting Through the 2010s. Stay out of the woods.